0: Welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. It's me, co host Kevin Clark. Across the table from me, Travis Vote. Over here next next door, caddy corner. I'm saying next door now. Matt Lynch. Mm, next door. I'll I take like it. I like, I like next door. It's I actually like, like it's that. It's like we're friends. It's like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's neighborly. It's like we're friends. We're neighbors. <laughs> we all are, uh, t- you know, kind of neighbors. We all neighbors? live in the same neighborhood now. That's you guys true. live in the same house. <laughs> we live in this. Kevin and I live in the same house. I live like 10 blocks away. I that lives That's 10 true. blocks away. It's yeah. pretty nice. I live on the other side of the main drag. Like, I live on the wrong side side of the tracks. Yeah, you live in the <laughs> shitty side of Ballard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. With all the scum <laughs> next to the hospital and the weed store. Ugh, the hospital yeah. and the role playing game store. Oh god. The bra- <laughs> Oh jeez. That place does suck. I like it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Jesus, we don't have time to get into the pathology behind that right there. Yeah, we got too wow. much we got too much other stuff to get. I to went there to episode. I went there to buy Rich, uh, our friend Rich, a uh, Secret Santa present last year, and I was in there for like fifteen minutes, just going like, Yeah, I gotta get the fuck out. Well, that, fuck I mean, I yeah, it's not your. What was it's the, not the, a what place for you? that bothered you about it. I've it was just in. like I went and it was just like entering a, a world that I don't want to be a part of. It uh-huh. was just horrifying and like. It, it felt You know how it's people It's horrifying It's like you've, it, I felt completely out of place And excluded there It was no, just no. like It was really uncomfortable But, but like I, I know what you mean But you weren't being No I wasn't It's not because the people there are mean No I know what you mean I know exactly what you mean I've, I, This comes up all the time When I go to cool places And I'm like I do not belong here yeah. I've mentioned to people be before This place is demonstrably An uncool yeah, yeah. place Some people but... you mention that too, And they go like No that's not true You can you know Don't be that way And I'm like I'm not like Doing a pity party for myself I mean that Like I'm like I know know that I'm not part of this thing yeah. and I don't need to be here I cannot go there yeah. you know but people I think people have that feel like you're going like no no you're I w- accepted anywhere and I'm like maybe that's true but I don't also don't want to be in a place where then I feel anyway I it, for me it's it's even slightly <laughs> it's slightly different I went there I didn't feel judged but I was very judgmental well yeah I was just sitting there going like I hate this I hate everything it stands for and yes. I need to get out of here right now like I'm the, not blaming anybody but myself for this bad behavior it's like the time I did I did, did comedy for, for for inexplicable reasons at a like sexy trendy club downtown one time <laughs> there, like a suit and tie I, no 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 it was like a club for like I don't know like sexy sex scuff, sex farm for like, sex hookers. Gothers. people were wearing leather and like a lot of piercings and tattoos but <laughs> yeah. also like but like the wealthier people with piercings and tattoos uh-huh. and they were all there was like really hot ladies and I, and I like I, a place Lynn would go <laughs> and it was huge and there was tons of people and they were playing like you know absolutely like the, this kind of music that you would think and stuff and th- they were perfectly nice to me. <laughs> right. Nobody was going like this guy doesn't belong or anything but I was just like rejecting the whole thing myself <laughs> like fuck all these people and this asshole with the that's, leather. I'm like, I was like I'm, I'm the asshole that's, here. You, that's, kind of, that's kind of what I meant too. Yeah. When I was I'm picturing to that now. scene in Blade 2 where they go to the nightclub there's people like getting their backs ripped like, open and shit. It was, it like, was like, like the vampire <laughs> club in Blade. <laughs> and then no from Blade 2 where they're <laughs> like actually two. like opening people's spines and putting like yes. shit so they're like, inside like Because they're vampires. They're all crazy vampires and then there's Travis just up there and and it's like his khakis, his T-shirt, going like so. What do you think of this Donald Trump guy? So uh, these aren't my people. <laughs> Have you seen this? Have you heard of this? <laughs> were you doing your your old stuff about? Uh, so uh, I was having sex the other day. Hello, was this like on. <laughs> this thing on? Hello, <laughs> no, I did. Uh, there was there were women walking around um, that were had that were naked but with body paint on. Yeah, there I was remember. like five or six. You remember this story, right? Oh yeah, and uh, and they f- sexually assaulted me while oh, I was yeah? doing my act. Oh cause. cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm not bothered by it or anything like that, but it probably was a problem. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of them stuck her hand down my pants wow well, yeah, yeah. wow I didn't they know that they were trying to make me embarrassed in front of people and it was the only time during the entire show where um, people were actually paying attention to a set because imagine 300 people in a room and then some ass- like three assholes in the corner trying to do comedy and it was just like it was just like this din of noise and then like <laughs> you couldn't even like hear it we had an amplification system <laughs> and then I, and then I went up second and I was just like I'm just gonna get through this and yeah, the exact moment I started my set, a naked lady walked in front of me. This is a tr- true story. It's graphic, but uh, she walked in front of me and turned around, bent over, and spread her vagina open. And I was just like, and it bamboozled me. And then I think they all saw this happened, happening, and were like, "Oh, that guy was bamboozled by that." So let's see what else we can bamboozle him with. And they all and there was like four or five naked ladies just basically like rubbing up on me. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, everybody was paying attention. It was kind of a nightmare. Uh, this is just like that episode of Scooby Doo meets the Pussycat Dolls. So <laughs> know. You, know you know what else this is just like? Speaking of being bamboozled by sexy ladies. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, yes. Kevin, this there was segue. a segue. God in, damn. Speaking of, speaking of being bamboozled by sexy ladies in Seattle. Mm. Uh, no shit. Let's, I'm going to say our first movie and then we'll say the other two real quick that we're going to get to. But uh, our... F- our the, today's, today's episode today's is episode, Three Douglases. Three Douglases. Because it's our 20th episode. It's our 20th yeah. episode. So we're finally, we're getting to some, 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 some nitty gritty with the Douglas. So uh, today it's going to be i'm doing in reverse order so we can i'll, I'll end with the one we're going to start with. oh we're going to do reverse no no we're, no, we're I'm just gonna, gonna, call, gonna them I'm out just call, call them out oh, so we can enough. then just get right into the good one uh <laughs> quote unquote good uh don't say a word 2001 <laughs> perfect murder from 1998 and starting things today disclosure from yes. 1994 what's daddy wearing around his neck this is a tie daddy's getting a promotion
1: to be the biggest day of tom sanders career what happened i didn't get it the new vice president will be meredith johnson meredith we don't know anything about this woman i do i had a thing with her but now his entire future do you have a problem working for me oh, tom what are you gonna do grin and bear it like i usually do and hope it doesn't get any worse is about to fall into the hands of a family now that's exactly why i can trust you you have a lot more to lose than i do past they wait wait a second Ugh, nobody has to know nobody gets hurt. you can just stop i'm not
0: going to do this no
1: you can't stop
0: by the awful awful michael Crichton hmm. and the sometimes good Barry levinson who just can't uh do, well he's i don't know what what's call him erratic yeah, like okay. Well, I like sometimes good, but erratic is fine. Sometimes good, sometimes good. Barry Levinson as good as his material, really. That's basically, and sometimes yeah, not yeah. even that. He's just gonna do whatever there is there. And I feel like, like first of all, we're do, we're talking disclosure here. Disclosure. Uh, for, I, first of all, I'm gonna have a Dickens of a time giving my final rating for this uh, mm-hmm. because I love this movie. Well, you know, maybe we move into the, the conversation. We'll uh, you'll you'll have uh, it. we will have, have, have to work it. we will have to work it. Out. This movie is terrible. I know exactly right. but what it's I'm giving. Fucking. It. Awesome it's too. It's fun. It's so. I've fun. seen it a bunch of times. It is a. Yeah, this is the third time I've seen it. It now. is too damn long. It's over two hours long. And it's <laughs> is it over. Good and it's Lord. It flies stupid. by. It's stupid. It has. There's a lot to. Go, there's a lot of notable fun stuff about this. There's a lot of notable fun stuff in then there's it's like a half fun. hour that. There's a half hour that I felt like where I was kind of like okay, and then you're like there's a part where the movie ends and then you're like, why is there 40 minutes of this movie left? And then you're like, because the real movie is about to start. And you're Uh like, Oh (laughs) fuck. And I have some real, I have some real questions about the plot. (laughs) 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 <laughs> do <you> do? <laughs> yeah, I do. I want to know exactly what some of the, what some of the details are because it's one of those movies where it makes sense while you're watching it kind of. And then when you try to piece together what exactly like the villains plot was, you're like, "What? why? Well, the, why? Michael Crichton is the real villain. He's of the real plot. villain. Yes. I've never, I've never <laughs> even come close to understanding what's happening in the plot. I, I couldn't care less. Like, cause it's like corp. The, well, that's exactly corp- right. But I mean, he's I the think he's, sexual he's, harassment thing is all just a part of corporate subterfuge. Okay. Yeah. So, and, it's just nothing more just, boring than co- corporate subterfuge. This right, this that's what I'm makes, saying. It's a it's a movie that's that like at its heart wants is like it's a corporate techno thriller. But then like it's it's like but let's dress it up in a hot button sexual they harassment have to. movie. They have that's to. the thing because the corporate techno thriller part of it is just about like. But Crichton has ugly opinions about both of those things. Oh yeah, so it's fun kind of like <laughs> they're, so they're like you know there's a there's a movie there's a simple ninety minute movie in here about a guy who gets set up by his new boss to take the fall for just some bad decision making. Yes. And that that would be like the corporate intrigue thriller. But part of the evil boss's plan is this wild sexual harassment lawsuit (laughs) thing. And that takes up the vast majority of the movie. And then by the time you get back around to the corporate subterfuge, like the the corporate malfeasance part of the plot, it's like Wait, when did any of this actually happen? It doesn't actually make any sense yeah. it all. And, ah, that, yeah. and the and the, the 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 openings, the stuff with the sexual harassment stuff, is like so much more interesting than like uh, relatively. Than like, well, you know what I mean. Yeah. But it's like mo- it's what's well, way more fun. Sure, well, it's because- way more like silly. And also, you're getting all these like real gross mid nineties uh, like. Um, Men it's, versus women It's the like, equivalent oh. Of like a scene of, it's, a, it's the equivalent Of like two hours Of the panties scene In Sliver Where like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone involved Is convinced That this is like Erotic and tantalizing To the nth degree But really It's just kind of like Gross and sad And childish It's a real <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of Childish bullshit In this movie um, That's but, dressed up As like this is adult This is adult entertainment And we're talking About adult issues yeah. and the, But then they're going like uh, Isn't it true That the word Boner is a nickname <laughs> for an erect penis. He says boner. boner. So so the word does. boner is... Dude, so did you say, did you say, boner? Boner? Did you say boner? boner? Did you say boner? Boner. By the way, if no, Michael No, Dennis Douglas. Miller said boner like boner. Fifty times. I was I convinced a boner to... dap, dap. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just get it started. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Can a boner, dap, babe. Got a boner yuck. there, there, uh, Mikey Doug? Boner's making uh, great yuck. Santini look like Leo Bascalia, right, babe? Actual, um, actual Dennis Miller. That's coat. an actual one. Jeez. We'll hopefully get into our Dennis Miller I'd like we to publicly apologize, first of all, because I I should knew and I this but I, I, I accidentally I sent a text to both of you, and I was like, how come you guys had a big boner for Dennis Because I never liked Dennis Miller. And I came on to like, Saturday Night Live after he'd already left, so I didn't have that. You know, everybody goes like, oh, we he was That was like where they uh, found I'm, him. I'm guilty as charged. I you're thought right. he was hilarious. And if I said you guys, and uh, I have to pol- publicly apologize yeah. on the podcast to no, Travis, just because me. Travis is not, it's just Matt. No, just but Matt was. I, a fan. I understand why why you, why you made that, uh, you're that always, mistake, because me and Matt are always doing our right. Dennis Miller impression. Right. And, and in my own defense, Dennis Miller fucking sucks now like he went crazy and there's just no excuse yeah, for yeah, it yeah. but when I was a kid like in the sixth seventh grade yeah I was very susceptible to that weekend update thing I thought that was hilarious <laughs> I thought his stand-up specials were great he did this HBO thing called Dennis Miller in black and white that's where the great Santini Leo Boscalia joke comes from I think that's he hilarious had a, he had a show on HBO yeah which you know I thought uh, what, was generally was, was it pretty was it just funny. the Dennis Miller show it was Dennis Miller and live then, and then at the end of the show, the show would do it, the would news. Say, it would say 800 pound gorilla was Dennis Miller yeah. and mm-hmm. that gives you kind of an idea even at the time before this was before he flipped over 9-11 happened and he went completely He did uh, He snapped at uh, 9-11. He, he did a show. Everything like, changed in those towers. show in black and white. <laughs> Yeah. It was it actually in Black and yeah, White? Yeah, it was a Black and White stand-up yeah. special on HBO. It's on YouTube. It's like Roy Orbison's Black and thinking, White Night. He was the thinking man's comic. That was his shtick, and I fell for it when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't watched any of that old stuff in years. I wonder if it's still funny, but... I just never I, I, I never cared. For, I didn't care for him that much as the Weekend Update guy. I just, he, I just didn't think about him much. It, right. But then when he flipped over and became a conservative whack job, he got interesting to me. If anybody out there listening knows where I can find video of him doing this bit called the Pinochet Countdown on Weekend Update, <laughs> like 1986. What's the Michael Moore's Collider joke is the one that yeah. Because I because I had never watched this Dennis Miller special when I, when he was not a whack job, yeah. but he flipped over and then I, I've got this. I I'm not sure. I'm not above ironically watching a thing, and I was like I'm morbidly <laughs> curious and I watched this Dennis Miller special and uh, and you know it fucking sucked. Right. He, he fucking sucks. sucks. <laughs> this he's, is probably ten he years. He literally ago. is like I respect the yeah. office. I just don't respect the guy. This was when Ob- <laughs> I believe it was the, the early Obama term, but like he but he was doing all this like anti Democrat stuff and then he. Was like, all right, look, Bing, guys, I know, I know, you guys think that I'm some kind of conservative whack job, okay? But uh, you <laughs> know, I, you head. know, I, I, and he was like trying to prove that he's like, the, like the, these these uh, conservative comics always like to say that they're the independents. Actually, right. like I'm, I'm shooting, uh, I'm equally in all both sides, so I can talk shit about the Bush administration because let's face it, uh, the uh, 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 it was justific- the Iraq War plan. The, just, uh, the, the Iraq War plan had more holes and had no the the, bigger right, because no, it's got, one of the most insane jokes yeah, I've ever yeah. held. Let's face it, that Iraq war plan had bigger holes in it than Michael Moore's colander, okay? Okay. Let's break that one Let's down. Let's break okay. that one down. <laughs> does Michael Moore eat can? really large pasta? <laughs> what is but then what does well, that mean, that the water and the pasta all fall through the colander? I'm assuming then, yeah. Yeah. if the, the holes colander? in the colander are huge, the pasta is falling into the d- right. drain and he can't eat more. How does having big holes in your colander Maybe the d- make you fat? Because it's, it's gotta gotta be a fat joke. It's got a fat Why would he be doing Michael Moore? Is he trying to double up on a thing where, like, well, now... Now I don't have any pasta because it fell through the cracks in my, you know, the holes in my colander. My argument Jeez, you know what I mean? is he's trying to do reach? A- hey, look, man. I'm not trying to make a reach. No, I'm no, just no. Saying. He doesn't. I'm, he doesn't like. Yeah, this is. It's one of those few moments because comedy is always like they always say. If you're explaining, you explain, it, then explain you, the joke, and yeah. you failed. But I would love for him to go like, all right, let me see, let me tell you what I mean by that, babe. We did, He does not hour, hour I know where he just breaks down that joke. It sounds like I just <laughs> strung together a series of forts. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I'm not actually saying anything. Yeah. Anyway, disclosure was fine. Disclosure. Moving closer. on to a perfect murder in anyway. 1998. <laughs> we, had, yeah, right. we just wanted to get to Dennis Miller as quick as. Ma-
1: no Ma- Matt, and I, Matt and I
0: just love talking, just doing the Dennis Miller impression, talking about <laughs> so him because he's fascinating. I did kind of want to get that a little out of yeah. the way, just because. Wait, wait till we do the net one day. Oh, oh yeah, we're gonna. I, I proposed to doing a Dennis yeah, yeah, yeah. Miller episode. Oh yeah, all yeah. Miller, all filler. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Don't say a word. The net. And, murder, uh, at and murder at 1600. Wait, don't 1600. say a word. No. Or this disclosure. Sorry. What's the? I don't remember. Never talk to strangers. Who was he in that? Yes, he is. Oh, man. I think he dies in all of these movies, too. Good. Not in this one, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately not uh, this one. But so, his hair is exceptionally long So, in this 1994's one. Disclosure, which kind of barely has Dennis Miller in it. Yeah. We just spent in, in order of time talking about him. Uh, it takes place in Seattle and was actually one of the few, one of these movies that we've done that takes place in Seattle that was actually pretty much they entirely filmed in here, Seattle. Yeah. They shot a whole long scene that, like in a the, bus tunnel that I spent a lot of time in. The interiors, in, yeah. actually, of that place where he works, I think a lot of that was actually shot mm-hmm. in a building in Seattle. It's actually... And actually, the geography where he goes from Bainbridge Island where he works to work downtown actually works they, out. Do and you do take a ferry, from a ferry Bainbridge Bainbridge as island. opposed to uh, enough where they flew into right. the peninsula and then took a or ferry unforgettable where the space needle turned into a flying saucer and took off. The it happens <laughs> how a how lot. It ha- we've discussed yeah. it in previous episodes, but a lot of movies like for people to fly in and then somehow get on, go, a, ferry. Get on a ferry that goes to Seattle. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but, but this actually, so I mean, it, strange island nation to its, Seattle. Yeah. To its credit, uh, like. A lot, you know. It was actually like they. I think they just shot most of the movie in Seattle. And well, then, this was 1994. I yeah. mean, it's pinnacle. This is at the point where in Seattle, being like the cool modern city, was a stale, hacky thing at this point. So you know, Barry yeah. Levinson's going to put it in a movie. <laughs> it's well, it's, well, also, it's, it's, all, it's from Michael Crichton. He works thing. for a like a uh, like a what's tech the, company. What's it called? Digi, Digicorp. I, I, I think I'm it's literally sure. called I took, like I took a Digicom trillion Digicom. Digicom. Of this but Digicom. I didn't get that. Digicom. I think it's I called Digital. It's all, and they're trying to make a CD-ROM drive called the Archimax. That's like a virtual. Reality. That's uh, a different thing. Oh, it is? Yep. What the fuck is their CD ROM drive? Whole thing? other thing. I'm not going to get any okay. of that. I, like, um, I, can't yeah. even, I can't even follow a CD ROM thing. So That's That's the the CD ROM thing was... is the key to the corporate yes. espionage. He's working on a CD ROM with Malaysia or something. hes his baby. They're making a portable CD ROM player unit. Right. So it's like, got a screen and blah, blah, blah. He, cor- blah, blah. he correctly says like that. What, he gets angry at a meeting at one point. Michael Douglas does and he correctly says like something like, why, why are we worrying so much about this this piece of technology? It'll be obsolete in nine months, yeah. which you probably shouldn't say at the big corporate meeting in front of your bosses, but you're like, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah they're, absolutely. They're, they're trying to, and it, they're hoping to say, they're hoping it's going to, they're sort of pinning all their hopes on this, the cd rom drive to like, you know, be the, the future of the company because the company's in trouble and they're merging they're trying to merge with another big company to come in and like give them a big infusion of capital. I'm sorry, yeah. I fell asleep. What happened? That's the whole, the whole, all the corporate <laughs> espionage stuff. from that is like, a, it's all they talk about it constantly, no, but it's completely nebulous. It's, it's so boring. It's extremely it... boring. But it's the whole movie is it's one of those movies that is like dutifully made to like try like due to, out of obligation. Nobody wants to make this thing. Like Michael Crichton wrote this like hateful screed, but Michael Crichton was huge, and you had to make movies out of his books at the oh, time. these books were like 94. optioned before him and Jurassic, were, him and Grisham. Jurassic Park was ninety yeah. three this yeah. book came out. They'd made they made, made a movie out of fucking Congo. Congo for God's like sake. Congo is a better sphere? movie than this. Sphere? Sphere is a marginally better movie than Disclosure. I'm probably. I'd sure rather watch this. Oh, I'd yeah, rather absolutely. watch this than Dressing. They <laughs> <Giannis laughs> could do the Dustin Hoffman uh, from sphere with <laughs> 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 there you go dust it off its <laughs> Sphere he's not I remember, playing I remember reading Sphere uh, when I when you know like I read all the Crichton stuff when Jurassic Park was like popular before the movie that's like, right when the book came out and I remember reading Sphere going like this book is really fucking I, entertaining it was my favorite and book. then the ending just fucking sucks is it <laughs> the, the same the in the book it's the same yeah they just they just make themselves forget but then maybe one of them didn't do that this is a, uh, there's ooh. that in the sphere shoots out of the ocean into yep. space that's it that sucks uh, but this movie uh, so so Michael Douglas thinks he's gonna get this big promotion. He shows he's up the at head work. of manufacturing for this tech company. He's, he's pretty oh. sure. And he's in it and this movie starts the same way as Fatal Attraction. It's another like Michael Douglas getting his dick mm-hmm. uh dick sucked or fucked when and when when he's, he's like getting a getting dick his fuck. dick sucked or fucked when he, but when he's like set up as this guy who's like hey he just happened just in this family mind. man. It's kind of not his fault. I mean who wouldn't uh you know it's kind of but he's it, both this and like Fatal Attraction open with him and his like stupid family that's like oh aren't they sweet He's good with his kid. He must be a good man yeah. he he yeah. hardly ever wears a tie. He's got a stain on his tie when he's going to work. He's a bit like a, a frump in this. He's not yeah. really, he's not like a cool, a cool, like, controlled Michael Douglas or whatever. I think that... We'll it, get to that in the next movie. Because this movie is so <laughs> scattershot and, like, nobody really wanted to make it and you can tell watching it. Yeah. Uh, and no, no, nobody like the, I think that, from what I've read, the book has a certain conviction behind it, a shitty conviction, but, like, this is the thing that Crichton was like, I feel passionate about how women... Ch- fucking suck and, and like sexual harassment isn't a thing and it was like a screed and the movie doesn't have that the, the like book? the movie is just throwing ideas no. out there and going like I don't know the book is the a bit more of a like not all men like we can't yeah, just exactly. like you can't just believe willy nilly anytime a woman claims sexual harassment yeah. is his point this movie garbage. does that too it does that but it offers I think other it, things there's a long speech where Demi Moore gives this long speech and you're like it's just Michael Crichton's thoughts on sure. on, on the sexual think, harassment it's, I think you're there's like, s- Okay. There's parts of the movie that are trying to mitigate that argument. They just don't do it very well. No, yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing is like a like a Reddit thread where like some of the there's some people that are monsters on it, and other people that are going like, well, maybe this also. I mean, stupid like a Reddit thread. Most different. of them are monsters. Yes, yeah. but <laughs> right. there's like a couple th- couple people on there going like, well, maybe this is this. They get downvoted. Is, here's a less hateful but also stupid opinion that I got to put out. But there. But the guy yeah. who started the Reddit thread is one is of the Michael monsters. Crichton. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Uh, but I don't feel like very. Like, Barry Levinson no. gives a shit about any of that stuff. No, and Barry the, the Levinson, writers. like we said, is, I would say, sometimes good. He's one of those guys, like you said, where he's like, well, if he's got a good... No, sp- no. I, I really like Wag the Dog still, but that's, like, a funny movie that has, like, a point of view and is, like, a David Mamet script. Exactly. exactly. And from back yeah. before David Mamet went crazy. I would but, argue that this but, is pretty anonymously directed. I'm not prepared yeah. to blame Barry Levinson for anything that's wrong with this, Although, other than the fact that, like, you know, he should have known better. If you look on Wikipedia, yeah. though, it talks about how all the, the, the buildings all windowed, you know, uh-huh. and how he wanted that the, because it because it's a it's his like sly reference to rear window how everybody's maybe watching each other all the time i know i feel so, like so i feel like you're you're not wrong it's anonymously directed but then you read that and you go like oh so he put some thought into it and well i mean like gary Flater, the director of don't say a word also oh. made such masterpieces as 15 minutes and again you know he probably put some thought into them thanks to doing denver exactly. when right so but uh, you know not a ton just the hitchcock the whenever anybody <laughs> right. you know the hitchcock reference you're like mm, well, yeah, that, didn't, that didn't come through in the movie at no. all. <laughs> I feel like this certainly didn't happen, but the way I feel about this movie as far as the people who were, who were involved in the actual making of it is is like a, just a, totally a job. And I feel like they got Barry Levinson and the actors and maybe the screenwriters together in the room and they were like, well, we, we made it. Op- we made an option for Michael Crichton's latest book and we said that we would make it into a movie. Here it is. I mean, it and will they were, make and money. They were like, and, and then they were like, I got bad news for you. It sucks, but we gotta make it. 1994... <laughs> (laughs) All of the major players in this movie were probably all repped by CAA, which was one of the major talent agencies in in Hollywood at the time. Mike Ovitz's old agency. Mm -hmm. Probably everybody. This was this would have been a package. Like we got this book we can get Demi Moore we can get Michael Douglas we can get we can sign Barry Levinson so like now we got a package what studio wants it Warner Brothers is like okay we'll take it 65 million bucks yeah oh yeah they're paying Mike Douglas a lot they're paying Demi Moore a lot we can meet everybody's quote this will make X amount of dollars blah 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 this is just total this is total like off the conveyor belt product absolutely can we get to the good stuff guys let's let's talk about the movie that is uh, that I mean that's interesting information but uh, it's so much more boring than what is about to happen in this movie yeah because Michael Douglas Comes to work, he did not get the promotion. Who for, did? Well, for, before he even gets to work, you you get these these hints of delight. What kind of movie you got coming? And Michael Douglas is on the ferry. He takes the ferry every day to and from work, and he's talking to like his ferry buddy. And then his ferry buddy's like he's like an old dude who's yeah. like Willie Loman or something who got fired from. Yeah. The, he's like a tech Willie Loman. He goes, "I was surplus. You ever hear that before? Surplus. They wanted a euphemism. They should have said sodomized. <laughs> you don't see it coming. Smaller, faster, cheaper, better. Boom. And then at one point." He's griping about how like a woman is probably going to take over Michael Douglas's job, and he goes, "I used to have fun with the girls. Nowadays, she probably wants your job." Mm. And yeah, also, girls, girls are supposed to be just a fun thing to play around with, and now they're now they're taking our jobs. And Michael Douglas is on his cell phone at uh, that point, which is a thing he's It's, it's, an, important like, it's an important plot, plot point, point oh, that, he sure has, that he even had that he has a cell phone and that he's on it mm-hmm. a lot i guess or whatever but like that he has a cell phone <laughs> it's it a Deus x uh, machine, uh, they, machine talk, message. they talk about it in the way that's like cool cell phones am i right that fad will go away pretty soon or something <laughs> Uh but yeah. it's right at the just this, It does this, actually become a 1994 was apparently just this perfect time where nobody knew shit about sexual harassment or computers or <laughs> cell phones or anything. Yeah. Everyone is just fucking wrong and stupid about everything all yeah. the time. was Great. Uh so he but he gets to work uh and he's they're like, late. he's late uh because he loves his family cuz was it his wife says thanks for this morning. Was she talking about did they have sex or something or was it cuz he helped with the kids or something? Cuz we I was I didn't want to rewind the movie. But she, you know. a part when they leave and she goes thanks for this morning he's like uh oh. and you're, i'm like wait is it cuz he like f- is it cuz they boned i think it's boned implied or? that they boned cuz they're happily married he's so, gonna, he's, so a he's good late man. to work for i'm going to he say he's late to work for loving his child and boning his wife yes um but he shows up late to work he, he did not get the promotion it went to a woman not not just any woman not just any woman his oh ex-girlfriend boy oh boy someone so, he knew from well we knew each he other knew yeah. he knew her from 10 years ago yeah and she's also 33 years old Yeah. so michael douglas yeah who was by the way 20 years older than Demi Moore was apparently Robin the cradle Robin the cradle <laughs> and apparently and she was be- a, because she was real hot Appa- Mike, apparently like a super smoking hot but like power broker in this company at 23 Yeah, Michael, pretty impressive Michael Douglas is uh, and, what 85 in this movie or something Uh <laughs> 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 well, I don't know what his actual age was. And there's also but he a is, lot I do of know talk. he's 20 years older than did. He's Demi's already one. old. I mean, dude was in the streets of San Francisco in the 70s when he was in his 20s, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Either way, she's it's not an age-appropriate relationship and there's a lot of talk about all the dirty stuff they did. So she's so she's now his new boss. Mm-hmm. Um and she and he gets, he and gets. Also, really this movie mad. takes place. This whole movie takes place within a week, and there's title cards that say Monday. Monday. It's like The Shining, yeah. Tuesday, Cracker Wednesday Jack. What a roller coaster! And it all takes place in a week, and like kind of a lot of stuff happens mm-hmm. in this it's a busy week. week. It sure does. Yeah, tables are turned constantly. But Michael but, but Douglas brought her. They brought her in because she's like. She basically like streamlined this whole Archimax right. situation to like get it to run smoothly and save uh, some money. Look, it's important synergy. It's yeah, so boring. And uh, uh, but and the reason that they've installed her into this position is because they think it's going to grease the wheels with the company that they are hoping that will buy their company out. Yeah, no, make I the know. merger. I know. Demi more wow. I, would, I just I like. To I know it's so boring, but it's worth it's explaining. So I'd like to point out yes. <laughs> is is introduced <laughs> legs first. Yes, yep. you see her leg. It's kind of like echoes that graduate shot, but you see her her leg first and, and then like then you see the rest of her so you give you an idea of like what's <laughs> how, she, how she is you're supposed indeed to a see woman. her as a character yeah you see her leg first and, everyone's, and then you see the rest of her everyone's constantly talking about how fucking sexy she is and like she's the hottest people are people several times in this movie are like even in the court of law are going like Michael Douglas what would you rate Demi Moore yeah <laughs> and he'll be like a nine and they'll be like come on he's like all right a 15 whatever she's fucking bangable all right <laughs> uh, and uh and she's, so, and, she's, and she's like fucking hard as nails too she's like she's like one of those like corporate women that's like evil. terrifying yeah. you know this is like exact, she's a ball buster yeah so you so you like Meredith ooh. Johnson yeah she's got a ball busters name uh, <laughs> and he uh, and he ends up getting the bad news that Meredith John- Johnson's taking his uh, his the job that he wanted and he goes back to his team and he's got one of these glass offices where everyone can see people ranting and raving just, like in, window, just like in rear windows guys and he goes Meredith Johnson son of a bitch she doesn't know the difference between software and a cashmere sweater (laughs) then then he says this is the worst day of my life (laughs) he does (laughs) he got passed over for a job do we Uh, wait do we forget about the part where he slaps his uh Secretary in the end, yeah, he's still, he's in a good mood when he slaps his. Yeah, he secretary pat, he pats in the her ass. on the back of the ass with like a with like a folder, his yeah. file that comes qu- up later. whatever. Oh well, yeah, that and That's that is Keiko and that, that is a uh, uh, Star real... Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, oh wow, okay. it is a real problem and it is resolved very cheap and easy at the end. Mm. Like they are because n- Michael Michael Douglas is yeah. an asshole in this. Like yeah. he is maybe not culpable. He's kind of culpable. culpable. It's <laughs> the, it's the Michael Douglas. You, he's not culpable for sexual harassment. No, no, no. But it's the michael douglas uh asshole character it's the same character that he plays in a lot of these movies that's why it's like so f- yeah it's like this is like something he which right. is why i don't think he just like accidentally signed on to this movie he went like no i feel like this is something i want to say and right. this is some oh the way of saying because it. it's a similar to his fatal attraction character where you're supposed to kind of be, to be on his side on this guy's side whereas like when we watched like last seduction a couple episodes ago that's the demi moore character you know but right in this of course she's the bad guy right yeah and not the hero that you want that you're like well i can't wait for her to, to win He's, one over he, these fucking he rooms. does even less bad shit in this than he does in fatal attraction no, absolutely but like yeah like him, it's him, the same like, character type though of like this guy yeah. who's like i just uh, i mean what is, i don't why, why i don't deserve all of this yeah and you know what the stakes of this movie are <laughs> his paycheck his career yeah. <laughs> this fucking 57 year old white rich white dude's career right. is like apparently enough for us to, to keep us focused and it, and it works don't get me wrong. I watched this movie. I've watched this movie three times, and we'll certainly watch it again. But just the idea that that's like, oh no, Michael Douglas might lose his job. Can we get to the sexual harassment an scene? Yeah, well, and that's right what there. happens next. Let's is just like, cut she, she Sorry, I, just, I know we've been talking around it a lot, and it's just I do. This scene is kind of fucking. Oh, can awesome. we can we do a little bit of? Oh, we got to do little, Dennis Miller first because this, this yeah, comes yeah. back into play. Yeah, yeah, we but do. We need this to is do that. I got a bunch of Dennis Miller stuff here because because when they they find out about the meeting, Dennis Miller gets a lot of lines. Too many... And he's like, great nipple, great rack, nipples like pencil erasers. Hey, this is him talking about Demi Moore. He's like, uh, and and then uh, multiple, multiple times in this yeah. movie, multiple times in this movie, uh, people will refer to how much, how much sex Mike uh, Mike Douglas has had throughout his life. And Dennis Miller's like, you've seen more ass than a rental car, my friend. You should get a few more women in your life so you can be, so you can be a census. Ooh, yeah. What the fuck? And then... Did, did they let him write his own and, dialogue? And, and, uh, I don't seems, let him block his own scenes. It <laughs> like he's blocking his own scenes and he goes on to say she doesn't give you a boner because i definitely have liftoff and then he turns to like one of his little younger co-workers what about you frisky you got a little what in your life <laughs> sexual urges are hard word hardwired into your limbic brain <laughs> 10 years from now you're gonna need a forklift to get it up this is just goes on and on and michael so, Crichton wrote that dialogue for <laughs> sure <laughs> michael Crichton and dennis miller were paling around over martinis or something and hatched that <laughs> who the hell knows Did michael Crichton ever write a like a uh, techno thriller about viagra before he died he actually has written worse books than this oh i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure well, he, he wrote, wrote he wrote, wrote that a lot screed of books. that uh, anti-environmentalist screed <laughs> that's not as bad as disclosure the worst one is airframe which is all about like <laughs> corporate malfeasance in the airline industry uh, that sounds fun oh boy uh, that sounds like a great read all right uh, anyway dennis miller's talking about how demi Moore gives him boners Yep. it goes on and on everyone's talking about how hot she is and she then comes at a over certain point like hey, hey uh, maybe we should uh, I'm gonna be, be doing my Demi-, my Demi Moore impression banger it's a banger <laughs> hey meet me in my office after hey. 7 Jesus. why don't you come up to my office and uh you know we can have a bottle of wine <laughs> I got this. You know what kind of wine you like from before? (laughs) (laughs) I want to have sex with you. you (laughs) Give (laughs) me (laughs) money. Wow. So sexy. She, so has, she a, has a sexy hey, raspy voice. She has voice. a flinty voice. All right, mm-hmm. and you, you need to know that. And then, and this is the and this is the whole this is the whole reason the movie was made is this scene where Mike Douglas goes up to her office and then there's she like tries A, to do a very uh, full of gray area um, sex scene where she's yeah, like forcing it on him, and but he's also receptive, but not. He's like stop, but also he. Well, he stop asked her for a shoulder. Or he, she asked him for a shoulder rub. He's like okay, and he's kind of he's kind of like not into it, but not not into a little and then he keeps saying that he doesn't want to have sex with her but she keeps forcing sex on him there's this whole part. Where she Until he's not disinterested I mean, anymore. She like she like starts she give, she like goes down on him, starts yeah. sucking his dick, and he's like, "Nah, no, nah, no, ah." You got these stupid shots yeah. of fucking Michael Douglas screaming "No" while he's getting it's, a blowjob, and he'll it's be like, like "So funny." But then funny. he'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, you want to get fucked? You want to get well?" well is- no, because because then she like because then she's like giving flipping him shit, and then he starts going, "Okay, yeah." She's okay, like, "What's the matter? You don't you want to like get it? fucked? Oh, you okay. want to get fucked?" And then he like rips her panties off, and it's it's a great it's a great fucking scene. It's it's like. Like really, it's really funny. It's one of my, it's one of the funniest blowjob scenes in the history of, I mean, anything. It's up there with like the True Detective season two sad blowjob that Taylor Kitsch gets in the first episode, where like his gorgeous girlfriend is having sex with him, but and he's he's secretly yeah, gay. Yeah. Like that character's secretly gay, but yeah. instead the camera but the camera's just like pushing in on Taylor Kitsch with like this miserable hangdog expression. It's sad. The, what's it? What's the? What's what's there was an the episode of Dexter where, yeah. where like this oh shitty, god, yeah, Quinn, the shitty Quinn. detective Quinn is like. Like sad fucking somebody. Dog, he's like it's fucking like, her doggy style and looking really mopey. That's That's miserable. Really funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, but this is this is a scene like, in this there's I think construction going on in Demi's office and so she he's got she's got him up against a table yeah, yeah. saw yeah. and he and she and she's blowing him and it's like ah! <laughs> 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 He's like <laughs> yelling. It's just like boy you don't see that every day. That yeah. is something to see right It there. is uh yeah. It's, ah, God. it's certainly it's 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 not it's certainly not sexy but <laughs> no, it is No, it it's not. It is like something Michael Douglas in. I will go back to like. Is fatal there attraction some wine the in, involved? I mean, I know they have wine, but doesn't he like pour some on or some of my? I don't think she, that's that's in your cause, fanfic. Because yeah, right? she's she's in charge of the situation. Yeah. This yes. this whole scene where he's when he starts going after her reminded me of like how angrily and hungrily he goes after Glenn Close's boobs in that scene, or Gene um, Triplehorn in Basic Instinct. Oh boy, oh, yeah. oh, oh, boy, oh, boy, it's just like Michael Douglas is like oh, he kind of gives you. We have too many examples of Michael Douglas in these kind of scenes to not know what he's actually like in the bedroom right it's like sort of it's sort of gross we actually kind of go like i think this is what michael like you almost feel something like did he put that part did he put that part in the script he's like i think that there should be a part where i rip her panties off i think there should be a part where she's blowing me and i'm going ah There, uh, just just some examples of some of the dialogue depicted to, to, here. to, Fuck me, to tell you Douglas. how they like kind of spread it around and try to make the the, the scene seem as kind of like Consensually nebulous. Yeah, consensually nebulous, but like this is this is her starting to harass him. She, you kept in good shape, Tom. Nice and hard, Ooh. which is a thing that you say about someone's body. And then uh, he's like rub my shoulders and I'll listen to your problems. And then she starts making out with him and she and she and she's she, like kisses him. <laughs> She goes, there, was that so bad? And he goes, no, that's not so bad, but. (laughs) 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 No, I mean, I got to be honest with you. It's pretty great, but uh, you just lie back and let me be the boss. And then he's like, "No, no, no! You want to get fucked." And then he's like, uh, "They, they, they make pains to show that he, that they're getting very close to actual like sexual intercourse because he's got like his his dick out, and then he's like got her panties off, and then he's like, you can tell that it's like it's, they're so close to the moment." And Jimmy Moore goes, "Just stay hard, yeah, Jesus! I want you inside me. Ugh. I want you inside me. Ah. Put, no, put it, put it, put uh, it, yeah, and put then he, he, he sees me. himself in the mirror. <laughs> it's like, my yeah. God, I am having sex with this woman now that I." I can see it i can tell that i'm that it's yeah, really that's happening. like when the coyote goes off the cliff and then finally doesn't fall until yeah, he yeah, it he sees himself in the mirror he holds up a little sign that says yipes, yipes. And, then he, and then he stops having sex with them anymore <laughs> that really happens you gotta watch this movie guys. uh, uh my favorite and, cartoon moment in disclosure that's great and just and, and, it, and it's intense because like she she's very excited at this point and he's like all right i can't do this it turns out i can't do this i know i've said that several times but now i really can't do it and she's like, "Put it in now! You can't stop!" And then he and then she she just does not take this uh, rejection or whatever it is uh, very well, and she starts screaming at him, "You stick your dick in my mouth, and then you get an attack of morality!" <laughs> and then he says to her, "You take those two champagne bottles in your refrigerator, and you fuck them." Yeah. <laughs> this is all. This all happens in like less than ten minutes. It's, yeah. Not in his defense, but she stuck his dick in her mouth. That's I'm, right. I'm just saying. I like when he runs. Although, although like he, know, he was out, complicit. He runs out, and then she starts screaming at him, and the little the cleaning lady is downstairs <laughs> I kept thinking the cleaning lady was gonna come back and she does not actually nope. come back into the plot but it was but I was kinda like I was kinda like man cause it, I was like man the cleaning lady is gonna come back and be part of the plot later and luckily she wasn't but I was also like that they, in real life that cleaning lady saw that she'd be like I did not see anything yeah, <laughs> she would right. never tell anybody she saw fucking shit absolutely not she's like, she, <laughs> she reminds me like when I was watching this I'm like she's like the she reminds me of the cleaning lady in Ghostbusters <laughs> cause like you know Demi Moore comes out screaming and then it just cuts to the old cleaning lady, and she's going, oh, yeah, "These uh, crazy whatever. white people!" And it's just like in the in Ghostbusters, just like, "What the hell what are thing? you doing?" <laughs> That's right <laughs> she's great yeah. in mean, that movie they blow up her her cart with lasers sure, it's so. not quite the same no, It just but, made me think of like <laughs> it'd be great if Demi Moore shot a bunch of lasers <laughs> at that maid out like, of her what tits what the just fuck just, like, are you doing but there's a hilarious scene where <laughs> Michael tits. Douglas Michael he's out of there he's out of her office and he goes down these stairs and she like drapes her boobs over the uh-huh. banister while she's screaming at him and she goes <laughs> you finish what you started or you are fucking dead yeah. but like it's so it's so obligatory like cleavage showing oh yeah like, well, this you was, just imagine that the director having to explain to her what to do and just everyone going like oh god how much am i getting paid to do oh okay all right fine she but was this the was, paid actress in hollywood at the and time. this was Absolutely. right around the same time as a uh, striptease right was that a year later so? would have been in 96 yes yeah, so, but that's, i mean it's the same when she was, got her big paycheck yeah. but this was this period, period this of, was a huge paycheck. like this this movie and that movie and, like, indecent proposal but i mean those movies were all it was like that period of like sex demi Moore was like this yeah, like, it was the all about this so it was like you had to have a scene where she was she does not get naked in that scene though no you know, there's, still, there's still, no still actual nudity on. it's yeah. pretty graphic considering that there's no nudity but I'm sure that a lot was, of it's just the dialog I'm, I'm assuming that was part of the contract and if I was Demi Moore I'd be like I'm not getting get naked for this fucking disclosure well, that was the big deal for me? strip because you got to see your tits yeah they paid her more essentially yeah. for that and god but 20 million dollars I mean come on it's not a good movie Demi, no it's not <laughs> uh, Demi Moore is uh, is fun in this I don't know if the good would be the word for I it, generally like her job yeah yeah. I think she's okay I think she's she's, she's in she's like one of those actresses who I like and is but is in a bunch of movies I just think her sucks so yeah. like she's like I'm like she's not awful but most of the movies in, aren't great she's not in very good movies so it's hard to tell <laughs> With the exception of St. Elmo's Fire I like G.I. Jane Oh, i GIG. like GIG. Yeah, I mean a, good a few good, good men is very watchable yeah a few good men sucks but it is very watchable it's like just dumb yeah. sorkin sorkin <laughs> sorkin doing his thing anyways it's uh, not drinking there's sorkin a lollipop yeah so this is uh so this is the point sorkin michael uh, douglas's dick <laughs> okay what american president isn't it? Ooh. oh that's right <laughs> there's a real connection there Uh, so anyways uh, (laughs) at this this point in the movie this is the signature moment of the whole movie and everyone's talking about it for the rest of the movie you just get to hear people hash it out over and over and again because it's so awesome Mm. and uh, at this point Meredith begins to try to destroy Michael Douglas she goes to Donald Sutherland who's the who's the who's the 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 boss the main boss He's, he's the main boss, and then there's another group of bosses who are from another company that they're trying they're to They're trying impress. to merge with. Uh, did you so miss actually, the part with the sex dream? No. Nope. Uh, I think that's that comes a, I next. Think that's next. That's a little No, because he, he has this thing, and then he's he's home, and he's like got these claw marks on oh, it right. from her, and he's trying to hide it from his that's wife. Right. And, and, and for some it's reason, like, his cell phone, a his cellular phone is dead, so he tell, his wife's going to charge it. She's called. Demi Moore has called, and he's like, oh, no, what'd she call about? And he's like, she called to say the meeting is pushed back to 830. And he's like, oh, okay, thank God she didn't call to tell you that that uh, she sucked my dick. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah. Uh, so, he's like, so he's like, so he's still okay, and he like goes to bed, and then it cuts to him. There's and that an part elevator where he's, got the, where he's got he's getting out of the shower too, and he's like really conspicuously yeah, yeah. holding this towel yeah, yeah. up above his mm-hmm. shoulders. He's, and she even goes like, "You never wear a shirt to bed." And he's like, "I'm doing it tonight. Good night." And then he go he goes to sleep. Cut to the elevator the next day, and his he's wearing a suit, and he and his boss's compliment keeps complimenting his suit. His boss so then keeps complimenting his suit. He's like, "May I touch it?" And he starts touching it. And he's like, "This is some great fabric. This is a uh, this is wonderful." And the uh, do uh, you ever do you ever written down? Oh do, you the boy. Di- do you have the dialogue written down at all? Anyway, I don't think I Anyway do. it's it, it, Donald Sutherland Keeps getting closer And closer And he's coming on to him And then he like It's just this like Shot of him Like let me, let me kiss you Or whatever yeah, And he like, like Opens it's his, his mouth, it's, it's got his camera, mouth like, open, like, like body snatchers <laughs> wide, And he's like Whoa this tongue out And then Michael Douglas Wakes up He wakes and up, up like, screaming He wakes up screaming And he goes Ah Then it goes Tuesday <laughs> 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 and, and actually That like There's a few touches In there like that Where I'm like That's like funny I'm like It's kind of like Barry Levinson Is a fun director Who can do funny stuff And you're kind of like Oh does Does he he, know? wanted, he, he wanted, knows. But yeah, he also it seems was like. He, might. he also was like. I kind of want to make a movie that's funny, and this movie sucks. So can I put a few things in? Uh, yeah, you know. But that that sex, that's weird. are almost making out with Michael Douglas. Scene is great. But anyway, it says Tuesday, and another, and John Doe has struck again, and there's another body, <laughs> based on the seven deadly sins. Uh, no, but at this point, uh, Michael Douglas learns that uh, that Meredith has decided to accuse him of sexual harassment, yeah. and he she he finds this out from from uh, Dylan, Dylan Baker, Dylan Baker, who yep. plays a real a real classic corporate sleaze. He's mm-hmm. the like he's the the sort of enforcer for the company. He's the guy who pulls all the triggers, fires people, yeah. does all the dirty work. I like Dylan Baker generally. Yeah. He's yeah, like he's like one of those guys it's pops Dylan up, Baker. and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, one of those character actors where you're like, well, this part of the movie will be good, like in Amazing Spider-Man movies, where he's a guy who he's Eventually he's not... becomes a lizard, but none doesn't wait. Is he in the original? He's in the Tobey Maguire. Oh, he's right. Yeah, you're right. He's in the Tobey, but Wire he never ones. becomes a lizard because they never finished. Yeah, they never the did that. One. <laughs> He's supposed to, though. I got it mixed up with the bad ones. Yeah. So well, this, we get a we get a really uh, astonishing scene where he's, where Michael Douglas is arguing his case uh, against Dylan Baker, because Dylan Baker's like, she says that you, uh, you, you know, you tried to, you sexually harassed her, you tried to have sex with her, and then Michael Douglas goes, she did everything short of rape me, yeah and then defend herself, the woman spends an hour a day on the treadmill, she could she could probably kick the shit out of both of us. That's like, <laughs> fuck you. She did. also sabotaged the meeting, too, because she called this wife and said the meeting was at X amount of X time and it but turns out actually was pushed she lied it was pushed back so. an hour yeah. and then Michael Douglas sees her and is like you fucking did this you left the wrong message she's like if your wife can't take a message right yeah everybody makes yeah if your wife can't take a fucking message correctly yeah. you know something, full on something. warfare uh, and that's so, when people start threatening to send Michael Douglas to Austin oh no and the everybody worst everybody almost dry heaves every time they hear the word ooh, Austin ooh, ooh, yeah his, his Austin, wife goes Jesus goes, Christ fucking Texas and they might like, as well put a bullet in your fucking brain like, man, <laughs> go to Austin b- uh, by the way Matt and I are going to Austin next week. A very nice town. It's a great town. Everybody loves Austin. Austin yeah. is. Re- what are you talking about? I, w- I would I would go to Austin. Yeah. Austin's Everybody great. To Somebody go to told Austin. me the company was sending me to Austin. I'd be like, great. Cool. I like I Austin. I love Austin. Well, you get the dis- this, You really get the sense that Michael Douglas will throw himself off a bridge if he yeah. has to go live in fucking Austin of all places. Well, also, and it, also and then it's then implied it, that they're closing the plant in Austin too, yeah. so that like they'd move him to Austin and, exile. Then, and then he would be uh, yeah. out of a job. They're sending, Siberia, they're sending him off to Gilligan's probably. Island there. Siberian. Man. But still, Austin is a nice place. He could probably find a probably another, job. A, another job. There, it's Jeez, lousy l- with tech people now. Yeah, lousy. Just like us. So the rest of it. Is, so the rest of the movie is all this sort of like a chess game about uh, of corporate legal maneuvering and stuff, yeah. where people are constantly t- like relitigating in kind of like more uh, legal or uh, frank terms, like what happened, and that's when you get all. Yeah. That's when you get like the boner time. But it's he also it's also like all these people talking about how in t- in some regard. Correctly, in some regard, also like where like nobody will ever believe that she was the one who attacked you, right? right. Because she's I mean, so hot and she's a woman, and she's a woman. I think it's it's on a lot of it's that she's a woman, so it's this whole sort of. Uh, and every time there's like a, an arbitration hearing or a, or a meeting with the lawyers, Demi Moore is all like, "Oh my god, you know, he touched me. She all of a sudden he made me feel know, really uncomfortable. Yeah. And she becomes very meek, and he's you know Michael Douglas, and he's you know allegedly wrongfully accused, so he's flying off the handle at every possible opportunity. He's constantly looking like a yelling, psycho, constantly. Screaming at his underlings, yeah. and this—he's and he this, doing this before the the troubles start. too. can I backtrack back track to the very first scene in the movie, real quick, because it is, is, is important. There's a scene that was only in the movie to show you how email works. All right. His daughter, at the very first scene in the movie, his daughter checks the his computer email. and checks email, and she goes, "Dad, you have an email." And you see the, how the email thing unfolds, right? Because throughout the movie, he's getting these emails from this anonymous source that Named just a friend, a friend, and telling him to like. Look up this lawyer stop, and, and stop this. worrying about the sexual harassment thing and focus on what's really going on here. Right, mm-hmm. but but like but like it's really funny to me because he keeps checking the email and like it was 1994, so everybody did. I didn't have. I don't think my family had a computer then, so we didn't certainly didn't have like email or whatever. So it is kind of like maybe it didn't even need they to, be in their, to tell people what email. But was. like watching it now, you're like. Well, yeah, you got this, an email. Yeah. We all know what email is, yeah. but it was, it was a whole scene where his daughter checks the email, and the email goes boop, 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 and unfolds this thing, and it's this. Well, it, the, the representation so of great. technology is so uh, so archaic in yeah. this movie because you know, it's just very dated. So I don't want to like can totally it, blame but... blame the movie because it is like a smart thing where you're sure. like, yeah, set up how this technology works that people don't know how it works. But watching it in 2019, you're like, well, we've it's had a, email now te- since te- 1994. It's a techno so. yeah. thriller. Yeah. It's a techno thriller, and one of the technos it's is email. email. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so so anyway it's, it's important that he's getting these emails from a friend yeah the whole movie that steers him to this lawyer who was uh, does like these civil ca- these cases like that and yeah. you know it's her Played it's, by roma uh, mafia who's a really good character and her, and her partner uh is uh what's his name from fuck i forgot his name again uh, from terriers and uh oh it's donald Logue. donald Logue. donald loge Logue. sorry donald loge runner Logue. yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> Logas run, <laughs> Logas run, <Yeah>. Logas run. <laughs> uh, so there's, there, there's just this. This is what the, the rest of the movie is. Just this sort of like corporate. Well, this true. The next half an hour this um, is, it is. This is the rest yeah. of the movie. No, the, the last that half you half hour think hours, you're watching. Right. Yeah, this is the rest of the movie you think you're watching until the movie turns into a different movie after this movie ends. But it, but this forty this, minutes the before whole, the movie's like, over, ar- the whole like legal arbitrative wrangling over his sexual harassment mm-hmm. case. Pretty much gets resolved quickly. Yes. Like first, there's the scene where they have a deposition with the two attorneys, which is my favorite because it's got the it's got her lawyer talking about boners for like five minutes. <laughs> uh-huh. By the way, I was wrong when I was watching this movie, but for a moment, I was convinced that her lawyer was the guy from Airplane, who's like they bought their tickets, they knew what they were getting into because <laughs> yeah, it looks right. just like that he guy. Does look like it's, that guy. it's, it's, it's not I him. I say let him crash. Die. Yeah, I thought that was him. It's not him, but that, I wish it was. Because I would have made a great scene. But anyway, this, this is where you get read stuff. The, can where, you have the yeah, do, do you the bonus dialogue? That you, uh, I have from that so, clip? I have a lot of it from the. I, I did take a, a, a clip of it too, but I have a lot of the. Do dialogue you don't have that clip written, written down. As no, uh, no. uh, some of it, okay. We'll uh, play this, it. this is how it goes though, but like where they're like asking he, the guys like asking him to recount it, and now, now they're in a legal setting, so you got to talk in a certain way. And he goes, Michael Douglas is uh, looking very uncomfortable. <sighs> she unzipped my pants, and she. Massaged my penis. Well, his wife is there and too. Then, yeah. And his wife is there too. And the guy goes, Were you aroused? Yes. Then she slid down and put my penis in her mouth. And then, and then at this point, he grills and he's like, Do you know that the term boner is slang for having an erection? And he's like, I wasn't the one that said boner. It was Dennis Miller. And let me recount this because it's a really good joke because he's like, Because, <laughs> all right, like, hear me out. Now, he's not to everyone's taste, but Dennis Miller, let I me mean, get this. He's like, I'm going to need a forklift to get my. <laughs> dick up in ten years. I mean, we all got to admit that's get funny. Funny stuff. You get it, and then people are confused. Like, wait, because his dick is really heavy. Wait, I don't understand. But <laughs> by the time you're sixty, your, your dick's, dick's gonna, gonna weigh like ninety pounds. It's gonna need a forklift to lift that really do you, heavy dick. because that's that, what you need a forklift for? Is heavy stuff, not things that don't uh, go up anymore? I guess. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you uh-huh. think that that this scene is meant was at the time meant to like make a contemporaneous audience think of like the Clinton test of Oh, absolutely! Oh, it's probably. all inspired by the, uh, or oh, in the Clarence Thomas thing mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it all was comes this pre-Monica Lewinsky though. I think it's yeah. pre '94. No. Yeah. So I, I guess think it's, maybe not the it's Clarence stuff. Thomas yeah. type stuff, and and maybe uh, oh, and, absolutely. And, and Michael Crichton had just been stewing about that. Michael and, Crichton saw that Clarence Thomas stuff and was like, and just wrote this book. Yeah, yeah. In, in in his reaction to that, because he's like, and then the people that had to make a movie about it were like, God damn it, <laughs> he couldn't have done something about. F- Robots, they're doing, so they're doing What's all this? this shit. They're doing all this arbitration. There's a part where they're at home. He's oh, at home also, his, his wife knows now. And his wife knows like, now. She finds out and she's not happy about it, but like she stands with him. You but know, but she. But there's 48 a part, hours ago, my husband's penis was in another woman's mouth. Yeah. yeah, but she. But she. There's a part where they're at home and she's talking to him about it, and she's. She goes. She goes. uh Um you know she's t- she's telling him this happens to women all the time and he's like all men like shocked and surprised like what yeah uh that how well how come how could you do this and she and she basically gets mad and she goes oh well i we i do whatever whatever women have done whatever women always do is we we deal with it and get over it what you don't do is make a federal case out <laughs> of it it's literally what she says in this movie women you know, like, mm, should it happens mm, to women constantly and we don't complain his about wife it, is, nor should we his wife stands by him but also essentially tells Him like don't fucking make a big deal out of this and you're like okay this happens to women all the time it's just how things are and always will be and that's great I had to do it now you have to do it I don't yeah and Michael Crichton is a good person (laughs) and if he did something like that it doesn't mean he's not a good father okay Michael Crichton is a decent (laughs) man and Anything that he has to settle out of court. I don't know if Michael Crichton <laughs> actually had to have anything. But he's he's definitely making his uh, uh, opinions known about how much he should care about women's autonomy and all that. <laughs> It shouldn't at all. And they no. should, and they should just, you should be scared of Suck it. it up and deal, deal and, with, and it is, yeah, and it could be something, that could with it be scary. Scary. It is a weapon that could be used against you by corporate overlords. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like, so be careful constantly. Just and like, they, just and it, like virtual reality could be used against you by your corporate overlords. Jesus Christ. And okay, it's, well let's get through this. And it feels, like, so and it it feels like the whole premise of the movie is supposed to be a like, well, okay, so women are destroying men's careers, but what a woman could just harass a man. And what would that look like? As if like this situation is in any way the same as what women are dealing with where Michael du- where we're dealing with the sexiest woman in the entire world that Michael Douglas is clearly attracted to and has had sex with in the past mm-hmm. and has uh, it's fucking stupid all the way through yep. but anyway uh, it gets resolved when it turns out that his cell phone was on the whole time <laughs> while they were having this little sexual rendezvous yep. and there's a recording of the entire incident that exonerates or at least proves out Michael Douglas's version of events right yeah they listen to it and he said no th- th- The the, his lawyer they counted, counted or is like something 39 like. times or whatever. Right. No means no and then Demi Moore goes on this long thing about except when no means yes. Sometimes don't you say no because you want it harder and like then Sometimes no means yeah, they, the person wants to be overwhelmed, dominated but of course we can't talk about that. The way we're supposed to have sex nowadays we'd need the UN to supervise it. Hmm. Yeah man you go <laughs> off. And this is a, by the way this is a woman saying this in the movie uh, yeah. yeah. not that not a woman wouldn't say that necessarily but uh, this movie was not I believe written by women and in then the uh, oh, source material is certainly oh, no. Not. <laughs> and then and then I think the judge actually who is I think a woman uh, actually says the only says to Demi, who plays the judge doesn't somebody the play judge the judge dude I thought no it's I don't remember ah, I didn't get it fucking somebody the, played the, the judge this is when because she, she sort of somebody did yeah. she sort of has There's her uh, you're goddamn right I ordered the code red right, uh, right, sort of yeah. thing and where she has her little speech and then the, the I think the judge is a woman goes the only thing that you have proven is that a woman in power can be every bit as abusive as a man proven uh, proven, and so essentially this is like the climax of the movie because it's uh, this whole thing oh also there's a whole thing where like they bring his secretary in and that kind of gets him in hot water because he does slap her ass and rub her right. shoulders and stuff And but then she's kind of like well but I mean I don't want to get him in trouble no it's fine and it's kind of right. like whoa this is a the, this is this is a mess what are we talking about now We're, this is a whole other thing this is a whole other Ter- hour a of a movie imba- power imbalance where she's forced to make this testimony by both sides of this case and it's <laughs> awful Later yeah. on, later on, it turns. Later on, they make a little cute joke out of it, and it's you know, he, it's he apologizes, apologizes to her, to her, and then she and slaps she him on the butt. She, she slaps, slaps butt. him on the butt. Oh, it's fine. And he turns around and smiles, and they're like, "It's okay." All, do, all, like, mm. all during which the bizarre Ennio Morricone score to this movie. Ennio plays. Morricone. Yeah, I saw his name at the beginning and was like, "Okay," and then it's kind of like, mm, "This is not good." It all, it all sounds like the opening from a nineteen. Like it sounds like an episode of the Bob Newhart show. Yeah. Like the whole, the, <laughs> all the music sounds like That's sitcom weird. instrumental Ennio Mor- music. Ennio Morricone is my favorite favorite composer of all time and I couldn't tell you what's no, going sucks. on with this score. It sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he was okay. making good scores at this time still probably sure. con- conceivably. I don't know. So Demi Moore conf- confesses essentially with, with her thunderous uh, speech and stuff. And, the end. And it's, right? surely this is the end of the movie, right? Why? Nope. Oh, wait, no, you look at the clock. There's 40 minutes it's like 40, left. It's 40, 40 minutes, minutes We still have to contend with the merger. You guys are going to be so glad I'm here no, to no, understand I w- all of this stuff. Oh, uh, no, no, uh, I, I understood uh, it. I just, <laughs> I just think it sucks. I just think it's boring. <laughs> this whole... Well, this because i think it goes from being like a stupid like this kind of thriller and then, it, but then it's like right. oh wait actually it's a corporate thriller it's and i'm like oh something, I, something that's and even less interesting yeah <laughs> But, but, then, and, but then we get the, the, virtual, reality the virtual reality scene. <laughs> Which we'd seen, which we'd gotten a preview of earlier. And by the way, has it has nothing to do with anything. It's just something that yep. one of the guys was working on as a side project <laughs> for the company. But it is revealed in the first scene where they're testing it that it does have access to all to the all company's of the files. files. And so Michael Douglas has been locked out of because of the sexual harassment And so Michael Douglas knows it's in the hotel room of one where of the they guys the they're demo. merging with as a demo. So he's, Sneaks into the hotel room through some holes. Some- well, the reason he does this is because he basically finds out right. by talking to the guy who runs the Malaysia plant where they're producing these yeah. CD-ROM drives that aren't working right That uh, that's, that maybe Demi Moore made some changes to the production line Mm -hmm. and that's weird but he can't find out the files and then he he overhears a conversation with Demi Moore and Dylan Baker where they're literally going like look we're conspiring against Michael Douglas (laughs) he says so when he gets to work in the morning you have to make sure that all of the files that are on this server are deleted now he doesn't have access to those but blah blah like just lays out the whole thing he like literally doesn't get onto that virtual reality thing because it would be way too cool they're yeah. doing this they're at work and he like just he just sneaks outside where she's like on the treadmill, on and, the he's, treadmill. and he's going she's like he's on the treadmill he's going like, an like, hour a day she could kick all of our asses. he's yes. going like I, I just to death. he's like I she just talked to death. him he's gonna look like an idiot tomorrow he has no idea he like literally says like he has no idea and he's outside listening yeah. to them So playing this, their, their through plan through this plan is, glass door basically <laughs> <laughs> now now the plan that she and Dylan Baker have is to blame Michael Douglas for whatever it is that's wrong with these CD-ROM drives and and basically make him look incompetent in front of a shareholders meeting in the morning. This is like plan B. Their <laughs> plan A was the sexual harassment thing, I guess. That's movie, actually part and parcel of the whole plan. They're just like, "All right, that didn't work, but we can still get rid of him." Right. All this right. movie where the uh, the entire stakes of the movie are a white uh, older white guy's career uh, comes down to a shareholders meeting. Yeah. yeah and they're all, the they're all all the fucking it's like so cuz like, you're saying this it's like this a one guy's career, cartoon if but there's was a thriller. So much of this these people are a fucking again. Against this guy. Yeah, it's we all don't know about why. Well, well, they're not necessarily. Like, it's not the guy. Demi Moore is against him the rest of the bad guy bad guys for lack of a better term like like donald sutherland and dylan baker are basically just trying to make sure the merger happens that's the only thing that they care about right well it's about it's about bottom lines It's about bottom lines yeah all that stuff so basically so now okay michael douglas has to go to the hotel room where they have the virtual reality demo and he has to go into this ridiculous virtual reality simulation before he does that because it's like weirdly there's weirdly a callback a few minutes later he walks in there and he's told this maid he was the guy staying there and so she was in and fixed in like uh, opened the door so he's gonna sneak in and he goes around the corner and goes ah because the maid's there it comes up again <laughs> in a few weird. minutes when it's weird it comes up again in a few minutes in the virtual reality thing where he screams a uh, uh, surprise appearance of somebody else oh yeah <laughs> yeah this just, is it was just, was just was funny the... to me that michael douglas like got sh- surprised scared by like two two like because women because it's supposed to scene. be a techno thriller and they're forcing thrills into it oh even, man up to the point where the he's scared of the housekeeper there's a scene <laughs> ah, there's there's a, a that little, was a thrill there's a long thrilling scene where these guys can't can't get the uh, the, well, the key card, the to, key work key in card the hotel. to work the hotel. I don't know. They keep looking, keeps looking, I don't know what's like, wrong with these technology, right? These things. Those guys are going to catch Michael Douglas, and then his career will be over. Yeah. So he's so he and looks, that's it. He he jacks into this like virtual reality thing that's like him standing on this platform and yeah, and uh, then he's walking through this like virtual reality cathedral and like getting these files while Demi Moore is trying to delete them from an actual computer terminal somewhere else. But he, but he, so he so she's logging in at work too, and then he like he moves a file out of the way of him and yeah. then Demi Moore's avatar is there and it's her face and he goes, ah! <laughs> Why does it work like this? It's amazing. And she can't see him because she's not in right. virtuality. But she's not on like a computer. controlling that avatar either. No, it's just, just a, it's just a virtual it's a representation. a virtual yeah. representation of her being guess, in the system. Like, we need to show these, these people. Moving her mouse around. 50% of the viewing audience hasn't been on a computer. They don't know what it's like. We have to have a visual yeah. representation of what computing Look, is like. It's like it's a room. It's so good. It's like a giant <laughs> stupid room and then a, a glass Avatars are kind of like this. By the way, around. this was you know, this was after Jurassic Park, and Jurassic Park made a big deal out of the computer at the end of that one where it's like the, the Unix. That's how the Unix interface looked for a little while. You could like their their graphic user interface, was you could you float over these like folders sure. and stuff like that. But they made a big deal about that, so you kind of feel like they're going, like, let's do another weird computer right. scene in this. <laughs> but we got but they gotta up it and this time, this time you're not just it's not like you're just interfacing with a computer. You're in it. Yeah, you're inside the computer now. Yeah. Unbelievable. And he gets I, it's really he, funny. But too. he basically he gets the files and then the next well, she's day deleting the, them but he's trying them. to get some and yeah. he he basically ends he's up looking at video files yeah. and stuff and it, her, it's like, like her and the malay guy the, the guy who runs the malaysia plan being like this idiot's a fucking idiot he finds there's there's video footage of all the stuff yeah, yeah. and like he finds everything he yeah. basically finds all the proof he needs to to prove that it's that the whole problem is demi moore's fault and he, he railroads her in front of the shareholders at the meeting the next day and saves yeah. his job. Absolutely. And his jo- and don't worry, everybody. His job is secure. Yeah. It does end a with scene with with him and her and she, she's like, she's basically like, eh, I'm gonna fucking be fine. I've already got a bunch of people giving me jobs. Right. So you're kind of like, so, so everything's okay? And the merger goes through because he impresses everybody with his honesty and right. et cetera, et cetera. And then the person who gets the promotion is this uh, lady who was sort of by his side the whole time. She's a good woman. And yeah. then he finds out who he's like and her son son was a friend logging into his. well her, his mom was sending the emails but using him as a proxy to do it hey, there's a scene where they meet and he goes oh you going to you dub huh yeah good <laughs> yeah, because uh, we figured out earlier that the, the email address was a UW email account. Or something like that. And it was from this professor named Arthur Friend who was out of the country. If your professor's been out of the to... country, then I suppose you would have access to his computer. Right. Goes, maybe. Maybe. Something like that. And you pretty, know, like... Your mother's a pretty great woman. <laughs> yes, she is. She's a great woman. Some yeah. women are evil. Some wi- women are evil heritans that are and trying to so, destroy men. So it ends with Michael D- Douglas's character isn't like a power... He's like never... He's not power hungry. He's just a good guy who wants his career in tech. You know, and then he probably lost his job like four years later because you know he's downsizing or something right, exactly. once the CD-ROMs became right. obsolete right yeah <laughs> okay so I, I I'm a little confused about the timeline of how this works I know you don't guys you guys don't care but I'm curious okay mm-hmm. so so <laughs> The CD-ROM drives weren't working. No. Yeah. That's established at the beginning of the movie. It's before any of the stuff with Demi Moore <laughs> even starts to happen. The CD-ROM drives aren't working. Then they promote her because she is, a, a guess, maybe streamlined the production process but then they're still not working because throughout all of the film, him, his team is still trying to figure out what's going He's on ordering with the cd One of the guys drives. is, I'm going to order a whole bunch of chips and test right, 10 and of test them of to the see chips. what's going on. Basically, and so then at the end, it turns out that she had basically <sighs> made cheap decisions to like switch out production yeah. facilities and like all this stuff that made the CD-ROM drives not work right. Mm-hmm. And her plan was, so that she didn't get found out That she was going to sue him for sexual harassment. Right. Get him fired. And then she could say whatever she wanted about him after he's gone. Mm. But that backfires. Yeah. And then she basically goes to Donald Sutherland and Dylan Baker because there's a scene where Donald Sutherland corners her and is like, you better tell me what's really going on here. Right. And then she conspires to just delete the files and have him fired for incompetence, which I guess she could have done in the first place, but didn't. Yeah. My question is. Uh Uh-oh. At what point did she make this decision to fuck up the production line? Because it's something that she couldn't have done until after she got the job that she got because Michael Douglas was in charge of it before she was. (laughs) Didn't she? Well, because the video footage of her at the plant plant. is her touring the plant. And I I think that they fucked up the production line way before, before, that was before anything. Okay. Like they'd fucked up the production line to cut. Cut costs or whatever, and Michael Douglas somehow never knew about any of this, even though right, well, because she's there's a there's a video of her conspiring with the Malaysian plant guy, and they're kind of going like, this guy's you know they're right. like so that all happened before she showed up there at all. Okay, so I feel like maybe this plan B was also like gonna happen regardless. They were still gonna, she but- made these decisions. Somehow, even though he's the head of manufacturing, is my question. And then she blames him. She's like, later in the movie, she's like, "But this is your fault because you're the head of manufacturing." Now, yeah. whether or not she actually made those decisions, her argument is plausible. He should have known about it at some point. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He is constantly going like, "I have no idea." Yeah. He's a terrible even, at in his job. Of, even in front of the boss, like yeah. the yeah. boss, like the boss's son or whoever comes in, and he's just like, "I have no idea." <laughs> and, like, and then the guy yeah. literally says, "Isn't this your job?" And he's like, yeah, yeah. "I guess, but I just don't know." And I'm like, I'm not a corporate uh, nah. honcho. I, even I know you're not supposed to just say I have no fucking idea what's happening. This guy That's definitely no shouldn't get a fucking it. promotion. That's no way to answer a goddamn uh, question. So I mean, I know nobody cares. I'm just curious because the whole Oof. movie hinges on this boring shit and it still doesn't even make any sense. There's also another part yeah. in it when like the the, the part where Demi Moore essentially confesses to everything in front of the lawyer and you're like, well, he certainly has de- defeated her. And then she steps into the elevator with Dylan Baker and goes like, basically says like he has no idea what he's got. As if that was part of the plan. Was for her yeah. to like get countersuit or something, You're right? Like, for her what? to like lose this uh, arbitration what a weird hearing. Plan. doesn't make any sense. And also, what company, especially trying to get this merger put together in the midst of this sexual harassment lawsuit, turns out that one of their top executives is basically exonerated. Would keep her on staff. Like, why (laughs) doesn't she get immediately fired? There's also wait when after it turns out that Michael Douglas was telling the truth. Oh right, she actually still she's still she's still employed there. She still works there until the shareholders meeting. Yeah, because apparently she's key to the. Well, I guess because it wasn't like a public trial. It was like a private arbitration. arbitration, So I think that that's why they're like, we're gonna keep this under wraps. If they fire anybody, then somebody would know. You know what I mean? In addition, during So they can't like let anybody go because it'll be a it'll. When Demi is getting is getting railroaded and starting to lose, you also find out that 10 male subordinates were transferred out of her department, uh, presumably because they were also sexually harassed. 10 of them? Mm-hmm. She's a man-eater. Jesus Ugh. Christ! And then Donald Sutherland at the end is like, you know, I've been spending too much time trying to break the glass ceiling. <laughs> yeah. I should have just been looking for the best, uh, the best person. Jesus Either way, this is like Christ. some Catholic Church type bullshit right, right here with this. this lady. Oh, unbelievable! Okay. Uh, I have a few more quotes just to, uh, just to kind of. like... I'm tired of this movie. I'm now. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked it about you, it a lot. You know, and I, you know what? You I've know, what happened? It. It's, uh, is, that you, is that mad? All this stuff about the fucking boring corporate intrigue. I know shit, it's my, my fault. It, no, no, I just no. But well, like once we were talking about the sexual harassment stuff, and that's all funny. And then you started, you started going like, "I have a questions about the plot," and I was just like, oh, "My God, I'm, I'm dying." Inside, I, I can't follow it while I'm watching the movie. So it's at Simpsons where he's like, "I'm going to read the newspaper. Oh, the Supreme Court today. Oh, <laughs> how about Archie? Hey, Archie, did you hear the Supreme Court? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Okay, quotes. sorry, I fucked up this closure. No, his, no, his, no, you no, you didn't. It just it it reminded me what I did. It reminded me. It reminded me like why what I didn't why the movie like about sucks. The movie. Yeah. It's like yeah. It, yeah, there's 20 minutes of great shit in this movie. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is a uh, you know because the movie is just trying to be like have a bunch of like flashpoint discussions. It's trying to be like a adults just throw around this yeah. the subject at the, the edge yeah, of subjects. We're of all the just tie. pushing boundaries here. They could and, uh, call it hot button and it would and this, have And a lot, Ooh, of, the, and a lot man, of this yeah. stuff is still, is still similar to the conversations people are having today. Stupid people at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so uh, right like, This reminded me of all that Kavanaugh shit. Yes. Which is happening today. Uh, well I guess it's just gonna yeah. be happening forever. But you know like the boner talk is the same thing. It was like well what what does boofing mean? And why would a woman mind all that ma- much if a guy stuck his dick in her face? Yeah. Like aren't we b- b- blowing this out of proportion? Well, it let's was harmless get, good fun. Let's get the fucking UN in here to negotiate who yeah can put their dick in whose face but uh, here, here's some other Moore stuff. looks far less ridiculous than brett, brett Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh did when he was in his hearings last year crying about beer <laughs> drinking beer you're Fucking ruining it. my life <laughs> it's the worst day of you my life you should care about my career like michael douglas's career yep this is important for america oh boy a white man has a career here! Uh, and, uh, okay, so there's a scene, and, and you never even see the two women that are having this conversation, because it's all in ADR. But uh, it's at a garden party, and it starts oh, in this yeah. long-distance shot, and you see Michael Douglas, like, waiting for his wife or whatever, and, and you hear this conversation. Lord knows where it's happening or at what time, but it's it's two women talking, and one of them goes, Mattel makes a fat Barbie? Yeah, they call it a happy-to-be-me Barbie. Does she come with a happy-to-be-divorced Ken? Oh! <laughs> yeah, and then it's, and uh, then he and then Michael Douglas starts to get in this argument with uh, his uh, one of his assistants, like his uh, Dennis Miller, who we didn't point Dennis out Miller. turns against him at a certain point. Yeah, yep. oh, that's funny. but then is still working there at the end, like yeah. even though he kind of like was a turncoat a little bit. But this is the one. Of the, this fine, is the woman who's yeah. constantly playing devil's advocate to the side that maybe women are oppressed. What? And she's like, women are oppressed. It's just a fact of life. And Michael Douglas goes, women are oppressed. Ah, 80 percent of the suicides are committed by men. They're dropping like flies from heart attacks. We're fighting all the war. Wars. And then she goes, you start the wars. And that's the end of that conversation. Dude, uh, I'm getting red-pilled by this movie. Yeah, it's very Reddit. It's like a, a Reddit conversation. It's like a full-length, like, mem or mm. something like that. There's all kinds of this dumb... you say mem? Hashtag M-R-A. Hashtag not all men. Is it mem or meme? Meme. 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 So I've heard it both ways. That's meme. It's meme. Uh, that's what I say. Trust me. Why Why don't I... <laughs> why? Why don't I be that guy? That guy, the evil white male that you're all complaining about. Then I can fuck anything. And this is at one point. Who's when this? Point, Douglas this, this? Douglas is Michael Douglas. That also just sounds like something, like a tweet that would come out nowadays. Boy, uh, the what, evil I, I, I bet if we, I bet if you search that on Twitter, there's like it comes up with like five thousand hits. Yeah. Right. Just that whole quote from real, real people saying And I that. just, ha- and I have one more. And this is his like, uh, his like young assistant. This is the guy that uh, Dennis Miller calls Frisky. What about you, Frisky? Got me what there, pep? Uh <laughs> But he goes. What do you expect? They're stronger. He's talking about women. What do you expect? They're stronger. They're smarter. And they're smarter, and they don't fight fair. They're the next step in human evolution, like the Amazons. They keep a few of us around for sperm and kill all the rest. <laughs> Jesus. <Jeez. laughs> And this guy sort of what turns against fuck? Michael Douglas later on. He's like, "I'm 23. I don't want to. I don't yeah, want to not working computers I don't Not work in the tech industry anymore." And you're like, "You're 23? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Women are the next step in human evolution. You heard it here first. Yeah. Women. Jeez. Oof. All right. Okay. Ratings. Ratings. It. Go ahead. I'm giving this two and a half Juds. Yeah. But I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it four Douglases. Oof. <laughs> and I'm sleazy as shit sleazy as shit yeah and I'm gonna give it 10 out of 10 uh, dust contaminated production facilities (laughs) where the CD-ROM drives are manufactured on the Uh, cheap in Malaysia god damn it (laughs) <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I am. Uh, I have I've made my decision, and I'm going nice. to go with three and a half juds. Jesus, wow! <laughs> just fucking love this movie. Okay, it's so funny. Not based on quality, obviously. No, I don't know if Judd is a mark of quality. This not, is. It, such, it certainly isn't in this case. This is Ugh. just such the kind of movie that we that I thought that we were going to be talking right. about when we started this podcast, and it is not good. But I will. I will watch this movie multiple times again. It's just so perfectly yeah. stupid. We all knew we were going to get to this movie at some point. Yeah. Sure. I was. I was kind of bitching because i just watched this movie like a year ago and i was like ah fucking disclosure again mm-hmm. and then i started then like seconds into watching i was like oh yeah yeah this is <laughs> oh, unbelievable and i laughed constantly throughout the- so I, yeah, I did laugh a lot it oh, doesn't yeah, come so. by its entertainment honestly because i I'm, it's mostly ironic that my yeah. appreciation of it but I, man do i appreciate it um four douglases obviously it's uh sleazy as all hell and uh one next stage in human evolution mm. um yeah i'm going two and a half Juds. it's that's because i think it's bad but also I, I was entertained so two and a half for being entertained somehow by this two hour and eight minute long screen <laughs> <laughs> oh against boy. women and tech tech thrillers or so. uh and then I'm, I'm i'm only going three and a half douglas's because like the the actual dirty scene although it is like real it is real nasty and stuff just it yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't like whoa it i not like the, the whole thing is pitched to like well, isn't this tantalizing and sleazy yeah it's, yeah it's it's so i mean willfully I, sleazy yeah. but like the three and a half is because they do say boner a lot and there's like a lot of discussion about it point all he, the time At which afterwards. point he put his penis in your mouth? Right, there's so many people say Was it erect? There's so many people that say that he put his penis, that his penis was put in her mouth, like put in her mouth over and over and you're like, Ugh. like Yeah, okay. So, yeah, sure. So I'm going He I'm put his gonna, penis in your mouth. He put his penis in my mouth and then the wife's like, he put his penis in her mouth. My husband's penis was put in a, penis part part penis in a, in a mouth. Penis <laughs> in <penis laughs> mouth. Uh, so, um, jeez. On that Ten I know I'm going, I'm going ten out of ten penises is putting mouths, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I was gonna go to. I was Stand gonna of- I was gonna go two bottles of champagne in Demi Moore's fridge, but uh that she can go fuck. That she can go fuck, but You can have both. Um anyway. That's, I, <laughs> that's disclosure, everybody. We did it, and full, it took a long full time. disclosure. I mean, we full uh, disclosure. Yeah. Bingo. Hell yes. Okay, next. So I leave you alone for thirty seconds, and you elope with a younger man. Stephen, my God, I had absolutely no intention of any. Emily, you
1: have lost your sense of humor in your old age. do this anymore it's not
0: right i've got to tell him
1: we've waited this long let's just hold off so we can figure it out together
0: what do you think stephen would do if he knew about david fooling around is the second oldest reason in the world to Kill somebody moving on to something that hopefully we t- do we take oh can we get can we finish talking about this in 10 minutes let's see if we can do it in 10 minutes we can murder well no, we can no 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 sure, we're, doing, uh, we're, we're doing perfect doing murders next perfect murders next oh, perfect murders next oh, Shit, perfect murders. I like perfect I murders totally the last movie re- the last, no, movie, this, this the last movie I bet we can if we time ourselves I bet we can talk about not this one but the last one I, I bet feel we can, like I, I bet talk I talk we can talk both about these in a grand total of 20 minutes I hate both I bet we could get through the last one in five minutes oh god that's how long that movie should be but let's talk about perfect Murder, which I actually, which I actually kind of enjoyed. Ugh. I thought it was fine. I didn't think it's good. Matt hated it. I apparently. was bored. Just boring. Um, um, and I'll tell you, there's one thing wrong with this title. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was my that, was my, was a, that murder title ain't perfect. This title is. I kept making that joke the whole time we're watching it. And I'm like, this this better go perfectly, or I'm calling bullshit on this movie. Well, I'll tell you this. It, it does not go perfectly. No, it doesn't go well at all. Here's the no, thing no, with this movie. There's not one perfect murder in this movie. There are multiple murders. Neither of them perfect. This yeah, is this, they're, this they're is, the is this a perfect. remake of Dial M for Murder? It is a a, it a, is a remake, a loose a remake loose of remake, Dial M yeah. for Murder, and I thought that I was really picking up on something because I didn't do it. I didn't like look, check out the Wikipedia page, and I was like, you know what, this movie is a lot like Dial M for Murder. Mm. And then I looked it up. I was like, it's a remake of Dial M for Murder. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I guess so. Okay, from the director of The Fugitive, Andy Davis. Andrew, Andrew Davis. Davis. He Also did the... out for Justice? No, that's which one? Which he didn't did he do a Segal w- above this, the uh, law. Maybe he definitely did a Segal. Who else? He did, did, Seagal, did no know like, he did Under Siege. That's right. He did Under Siege. He did Code of Silence. I'm getting Code of Silence. The the Chuck Norris movie. Yep, yeah, he did the package. The, this movie has a score that seems like that seems like it was lifted from like the fugitive or something. This is yeah. like action. There's like scenes where Michael Douglas is just driving in a car and it's sh- it's kind of a, a tense scene, but the music's going bum. bum and you're like, whoa! When is Harrison Ford going to get almost hit by a train? Yeah, yeah the music's a little more into like. There's a part where he's mailing a, a letter of- and the music is like. <airport noise> <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I don't level. know, I don't know, <laughs> 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 music. It's not that. Exciting. Settle down, movie. This is uh. It's got a lot Not of Andy kind of Davis's like real economic like city photography. It's got his like a trademark schlubby cops because he knows a ton of cops. Yeah, uh, they're, they're like all over his movies. Anytime there's a cop in a Andy Davis movie, it's like you know a guy who's like forty pounds overweight, probably eating a sandwich the whole time. <laughs> And he knows all these Chicago guys. Oh, David Suchet—he's uh, the main detective. The main in this. detective. That's right. He's got, he Hercule Poirot himself. Yeah, non, not a non-mustached though. Non-mustache. So he's actually kind of a bad detective. But yeah, this. Like is... Like if this he had is... a mustache, he would have figured this. He would have yeah. figured out this whole thing, the whole scam, way sooner. I feel Andy like this Davis. movie's just got a real hard on for Hitchcocky like murder mystery type yeah. stuff. I mean, if you're putting her, if it's like a remake of Dial in for Murder, and you've got Hercule <laughs> Poirot in it, like there's clearly a thing that you're that you're aiming for. Um, I kind, you know, I wouldn't. You know what I liked about this it wasn't that it's like particularly good but just that like I I had seen it like years ago but I had forgotten so I was kind of like when it starts like layering on the like you know the twists or whatever I was kind of like yeah Okay. It, this movie is, like, not about anything. Yeah. Except... Because it, it, like, it takes place in this world of, like, the extremely wealthy, but is like, doesn't really have much to say about that except that, like, these guys are constantly trying to steal this woman's money. Mm-hmm. Now, the most sympathetic um, character in the whole movie is the wealthiest of them all! Right? Yeah, it, I mean more this money a, than God! This is a stupid which movie. I, which I thought was a huge mistake. Like, yeah. to have her be, like, basically the endless victim in the movie. Like, the whole time I'm watching it going, like, so when is it going to turn out that she's, uh... That she's, like, fucking... With with everybody that like she's there, the mastermind there's a right? part at the end where it seems like she's at least going to be asserting something and no. like taking and then it's like oh never mind no never mind she's it no she's just um, a child she's a fucking victim that's <laughs> it yeah she's and she's dumb everybody it's like t- everybody's kind of bad in this because at the beginning of the movie all you know is that she's having an affair she's cheating on her on her husband michael douglas she's with, with vigo Mortensen. torrid pg sex with vigo Mortensen. Yeah. um but they're having they're having sex um they're having an affair in his in his, in his, uh, uh, his, arts, art, his art studio that is the uh, industrial park from robocop yeah right it isn't but it looks like it looks yeah. like, it looks like he lives in that place where the guy melted in robocop <laughs> uh, but uh but this, it's a little so, bit that it's a little bit adrian so Everybody's line, in, like yeah. workers yeah. loft yeah, his, his loft is the size of the king right. is the, the size of the kingdom roughly it's yeah. the biggest building in the world yeah. and they and they're in and the bed is right in the middle of it and that's where they have their like very very uh, yeah. tv friendly sex but michael douglas stuff. is like an Asshole, even before he kind of does anything, because he's playing a he's playing a real Michael Douglas asshole. Yeah, type. he's a bad you're, guy, like, you're like he's, but you do is how I prefer him. You don't yeah. l- you don't know that up front. Like when you first meet him, you're you like he's he's being fitted he, for he the seems seems like horns. he seems like a bad guy. But like all we know is that <laughs> he's you. being fitted for the cuckold's horns. Uh, but all we know about him is that and you're kind of like, well, you know, he hasn't done anything wrong yet. And then as the plot goes on, it turns out he's like he's like a bad he's like a Wall Street shark who's like he's losing all this money and stuff. And so he's trying he's basically trying to then he con. Vigo Mortensen, who isn't who he appears he can, to be. He confronts Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. And you think you're gonna see the scene where You're gonna see the scene from Unfaithful. Can, yeah, where he like it, it gets <laughs> get, you know gets revenge on this guy, confronts him for fucking his wife, but then he's like, You're not who you say you are. You're actually this career criminal con artist who's yep. trying to steal my wife's money. I got a deal for you. Let's both steal my wife's money after you murder her. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, he uh, here's the, here's a scene before he uh, pr- before he proposes. And meanwhile, uh, meanwhile the deal. there's a great scene too. Where Gwyneth Paltrow is like talking to her best friend, showing, and she and her her friend goes, her friend goes, "I'm your best friend." <laughs> She she starts she starts talking to her. I'm your best friend, and this is the first time ever. But you're like, oh, who is she? Well, did anybody her else? She's her the best, best friend. Look her like her, AOC. She's her best friend. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. There's an even better part in that when they go to a party. This is at the very beginning. <laughs> yes, yeah. And they go to a party, and like they, it's like Michael that's Douglas right. and Gwyneth, and they introduce, they they like say hi to this couple, and then they walk away, and the camera stays on the couple, oh, and the one couple Douglas. goes, that's Stephen Taylor and his wife Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. <laughs> they they just literally <laughs> I've never seen, their seen names. anything like that. This, this is my adopted daughter, Margaret Temple. You to know the name of the. People for like and we first, haven't figured out a way to do it yet. And like for the first half hour, I thought his name was Steven Tyler, and I was really excited <laughs> until they show a letter and it says Stephen Taylor, and I was like, "Aww, hello,
1: Saint Louis."
0: <laughs> her name is Gwyneth Paltrow, though. That's her first Paltrow. name. Yeah. And uh, but the, but when he when Michael Douglas confronts uh, Vigo Mortensen, and at this point uh, at this point we still think Vigo Mortensen might just be some star-crossed artist lover like know, hunky, hunky guy. But he, he goes, mumbles all of his lines; you can barely understand what Vigo Mortensen is saying. This but entire movie. He goes like, "I want to talk about how you're." My wife, and he goes, we're in love, sir. And then he what goes, did you say? He goes, what did you say? You steal the crown jewel of a man's soul, and your excuse is some candy ass Hallmark card sentiment. Even if that's true, it's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I like Michael Douglas in this. I, this is, yeah. I, pref- I prefer him as a evil plutocrat. Yeah, and this is him in a hardcore evil plutocrat mode. Yeah, my favorite mm. Michael Douglas's are Wall Street, uh, The Game, and and this. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't. The I, don't, game I, don't terrific, I like him when but. he's bad because it feels like more natural i would just prefer this to be like less dull and anonymous it's just the movie's nothing it's like a tv movie it is a little like a tv more stylish actually these days perfectly stylish yeah yeah at the time, TV movies weren't allowed to be stylish. You couldn't do stylish stuff on TV, but that's that's changed a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I thought it looked. Uh, I was watching a yeah. Blu-ray of it. I thought it looked really good. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it was it. all well directed. I yeah. like uh, all the actors in it. Vigo r- rarely gets to play like kind of a scumbag like he is in this. Especially these days. Yeah. But I this like, is. I like. I like, I I like when He's Michael okay. Douglas confronts him at this point. He goes. He, he like turns everything around yeah. and goes like hey, Actually, turns out that you're a con artist who, yeah. who hooks up with uh, w- uh, rich women. Take the and you're wanted in place and I'm going to leverage this information that I have against you to get to get you to kill my wife for $500,000. He goes, okay, why wouldn't they just take this 100000 and then leave? He's like, because uh, you got 400000 waiting for you. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's a lot of, like, gross these guys talking. And Vigo's kind of... <laughs> Vigo thinks about it for a minute. Yeah. He's like, maybe I won't. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm totally going to do it. That's I'm a lot of money. I'm a real scumbag. That's a lot of money. I'm a real piece of shit. Yeah. I like Vigo in this, 400, too. 400,000 he like, simoleons. He's very good at, like, slow letting how much of a shithead that this guy is kind of leak out in his performance yeah, without, without overdoing it. Anyway, so then there's a big there's a whole scene where this then the guy breaks into the house and tries to. Well, is, first you see like Michael Douglas explaining oh, explain to, him to him. He tells him doesn't matter how to, how to kill his wife. There's a great scene where the guy uh, where the the killer yeah. sneaks in and he like he's real sneaky and he puts on a you know like a mask and he's like sneaking. It's like a whole <laughs> he's it's wearing a sneakers sneaking. It's just easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Michael Douglas leads him around and goes like, "Here's what the plan is." It's you know, he never says this is a perfect murder but whatever he's like I got it all Basically. planned out and you come in here and blah 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 I'm gonna put the key here and then he's like maybe you hit her with this pan here I always thought that bludgeoned has a spur of the moment sound to it <laughs> and that is a line that comes yeah he's trying to make it look a, like an in interrupted a, robbery yeah, yeah. and uh, and so you're kind of like alright I know what's gonna happen here and uh, Gwyneth is taking a bath all is going as planned Michael uh, Michael Douglas has got all of his alibis all worked he's out he's at a poker game he's put a lot of work into this plan yeah. He's and then he's supposed to like call and then bring her out of the bathtub with his phone call and then she'll pick up the phone and then the guy will kill her and that's she, the plan. Apparently, it's like, the, it's like I think the idea is the phone's been ringing off the hook and she finds, but there's a part where she goes like, oh, for God's sakes, when she's in the bathtub and like you kind of had only well, heard the phone him. ring like one time and you're like, Wait, what? Is she upset because the phone's ringing? Because you know, you know what you could do—just stay in the bathtub and let the phone ring. That's Especially a, 100% because hundred <laughs> percent, what I would have done. You like literally. Um, she's like, "Oh, forgot," and she gets that. Like, like she has to answer the phone. You're you like, "You're rich. You don't have to do fucking." Yeah, shit. doesn't somebody answer the phone for? Her? Also, it's been it's been very well explained at this point that she is disgusted by Michael Douglas. Oh yeah, like, she, she hates him. hates his guts. They, they oh, never. Well, and she knows she she knows she knows at this point that he knows she like yeah. basically knows he knows she's she and she's uh, she's gonna break it off mm-hmm. with she's gonna like divorce him or whatever but like she you know hasn't found the, the moment or whatever and he took her out on this weird lunch and he was like i just want to say goodbye you never know when when if tomorrow you're not gonna be able to have lunch with your husband and she's like, yeah. she like, she like what's that stupid line to keep and she's kind of dumb in this movie but she's like mm, maybe i'm gonna get murdered tonight i don't know there's us. like a repeated line of dialogue it comes up at the end you never too, know there, like might no there might be no tomorrow or yeah, something, something like that. that yeah uh that's, one of the, one that's of the, about how much we need to remember yeah. <laughs> one of the problems with with the movie is that they never explain why she's married to this fucking guy right he's not particularly charismatic he's way he's 30 years older than her and uh, and so at first They're you're kind of my- And so at first you're like oh she's like a pretty young woman and she married him for his money no nope. and then you find out halfway through the movie that she's the richest person in the world she's insanely yeah. rich and like a translator at the un yeah and she stuff. knows all all the language. She's probably negotiating people's sexual congress, what is she you know, doing because they need guy? the UN to do that now. What the so. fuck happened? <laughs> even her mom doesn't nice. like him. Yeah. No, no You're one likes sort of her. like, how did this happen? Because you, yeah, you feel like it would be like, oh, it's an arranged marriage between her parents who are the same age as that guy that she's right. married to. And <laughs> We've then, got a friend of ours. You no, know, and he <laughs> needs, <laughs> and in married. fact, he's, one of the reasons he wants to kill her, it's less that she's cheating on him and more that oh, yeah. he needs her money to keep his business afloat. He, like, kind of could give a shit that she's cheating on. Yeah. That'll just, I think that that's. Well, she is the crown jewel of his the soul. crown jewel of his I think soul. that that's just going to look that's going to look better after she's sure. murdered and it comes out you know he's going to get her money and then it's like oh and then also she was it maybe you know maybe it comes out somehow she was cheating on him right and it's like with you know and it's like oh okay so that makes him look like a more sympathetic or something but yeah. uh, he, I don't think he it doesn't I don't think he gives a shit she's cheating on him she's just like this is she's cheating on me huh this is a great opportunity good for opportunity me to murder her. <laughs> yeah so anyway the murderer comes in there's a whole fight with between her and this murderer in the kitchen and she actually ends up sticking, sticking the murderer with a meat thermometer, meat thermometer. in his throat. Pretty, a, pretty, a, a, pretty meat, pretty a meat gory thermometer scene. that they have shown like several close-ups yeah. of where you're like, oh, she's going to stab him with a the meat thermometer. Someone's getting stabbed with a meat thermometer. Yeah. She was going to go out and get food, and Michael Douglas had set it up that, oh no, I had Alice come in earlier and make a make, make the roast. famous roasts, and she's like, oh, why'd you do that? I thought we could eat before the game, before I left for the game, and then he's like, okay, I gotta go. Goodbye. Don't, and then leave, he don't leave the apartment. Stay here. But, I got a guy coming to kill you. He comes back and goes, well she's like why I thought you left I just wanted to say goodbye he says goodbye to her a whole bunch like it's like cause it would be a real shame if I were to uh, I don't know have you killed tonight or so, I, uh, you know just hypothetically throwing that out there who knows anyways yeah, yeah, one last know. look at your face tonight I mean okay. tonight alright okay <laughs> well goodbye <laughs> forever tonight a, I'll see you another. goodbye see you forever later. tonight we'll see you I'm right not night. having you killed goodbye forever Goodbye. unless there's no later for you <laughs> which there may not be which there tomorrow. may not be who knows the future's not set <laughs> Trouble it is. Anyway, hey, she turns the tables, murders the murderer. Uh, yeah, she stabs him in the throat with the meat thermometer and then pulls the thermometer out and checks it and goes, he's done. Like, mm. Michael Douglas that comes home. Happens. He sees that the murder didn't happen. The murderer's been murdered. Or he sees, no, he sees blood all the way to their room. She's on the phone and the cops are going, we have people on our way. So he's like, fuck, my perfect murder didn't work. He's he, runs to fix the, it all up. he runs to the body. He's so like, far, oh shit. he's got to get the key that he gave the guy to get in because the guy had the key to get in, yeah. get out. Uh, and he's uh, got to rig the crime my scene. My favorite thing about this, my favorite touch here in the entire movie is that uh and then uh, he like is going through his pockets, and he reaches into one pocket, and he pulls out a whole bunch of like uh, hard candies. Oh, yeah, hard <laughs> candies. Butterscotch. It's like, there's like butterscotch, and the red ones, the which, red are, ones. which are sometimes cherry, sometimes cinnamon. Sometimes I cinnamon, cinnamon. Yeah, there's some, I, yeah, I prefer cinnamon too, but sometimes they're cherry. You know, you fine. never know. It's you fine. never know. I like neither of those flavors. Oh man, I just like that touch. That like that like he's. You know, yeah. I, I started laughing. I'm uh-huh. like that's that's adorable. He's got candies. My friend has a sweet tooth. <laughs> Uh, and he's he rig, he's got to rig up the he's got to rig up the murder scene to now favor the narrative that he wants to push. And so, and at this point, this is v- exactly like Dial M for Murder. Yeah, this is exactly what happens in Dial M for Murder, except it's Grace Kelly and, uh, and two dudes. I can't remember what their names are. Doesn't matter. And then then that Jimmy changes. Jimmy Stewart and Cary Grant. Grant. <laughs> the last third of this is very is very different, actually. At least the plot is. Just yeah, because Dial for Murder hinges on this phone call, mm-hmm. very you know specifically, and this doesn't that doesn't really happen. Does yeah, this? No. they just well, So had, it's a good thing they didn't go with a phone theme title right on this yeah. movie. <laughs> I guess uh, <laughs> oh. yeah so at this point this is this is when, a phony uh, marriage <laughs> oh my oh, uh. these, this marriage is just phoning it in oh shit disconnected <laughs> E.T. phone home for murder <laughs> I don't know uh, anyway turns out the killer <laughs> for murder turns out stuff. David Suchet shows up all the cops are there they, they, they unmask the murderer <laughs> in his pool, it the is, pool it of is it Vigo. is not Vigo so not Vigo Vigo. Oh no, the con man it was the con man got conned by the con man. <laughs> did you notice how uh <laughs> the David Suchet shows up and is immediately convinced that Michael Douglas committed this crime? Michael Douglas doesn't even say a word. No, he's just like he so. just looks at him and goes, Oh, that guy this fucking, guy did, fucking it. did it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's you know, you know you know what would have been better if it was uh Columbo though. No, it's totally doing a Columbo oh. routine. Because because like because col- like when David Suchet shows up, he's like very serious. Mm-hmm. And you're like, he's basically Poirot without a mustache and he's kind of like very serious and he's looking around going mm, uh, he he planned this murder and he did it but like Columbo shows up in these in these Columbo's and he's like ah uh, uh, where am I oh oh no I dropped my oh, peanuts on I the have, ground can I have some you know, of these hot candies?" yeah and he's like he's like I don't know he acts like an idiot and so the guy so basically he Columbo shows up in every Columbo and he's like he's like I'm an idiot he I dis, don't know he and, then, you. and the guy the guy who did the murder is like always like okay this fucking idiot and he like lets in he lets him on somehow. yeah he so, he always wants it's to be great. friends with the murder. The yeah. guy he thinks did the murder, yeah. too. Like, well, you and I, I can feel like I can confide in yeah. you because we're friends now. I'm I gonna, mean, you know. I wish Columbo was in this movie as one of them. Sure. I, I wish was... this was a Columbo episode. Absolutely. I mean, it, it would it, be better. It would be a better movie, yeah. It would certainly be a better movie. Columbo um, <laughs> fucking rules. I'd merely like this okay. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't... I, I, like, Columbo rules, and I didn't hate this movie. And you can also <laughs> imagine a scene, at because the, the Columbo episodes always start with, you know who the killer is. You see him commit the murder. Yeah. And so, I, you know the scene where uh, where Michael Douglas is going through the guy's pockets and there's a bunch of hard candy in they're like a ma- that's William Shatner doing that in an episode <laughs> yep. of Columbo <laughs> it, is, it is it is yeah Robert Culp yeah exactly Robert like, Culp's what, in like going going on like four episodes or yeah, something yeah he's in three different episodes and he plays three different characters yeah, that's great three uh, three is he the killer and all yeah, yeah I think in, uh, I think in no. one of them he's not the killer uh, no, there's Dean's, an early Stockwell one plays a killer and a victim yeah early cool. one with Robert Culp where he is the killer and it like transitions from him like killing this lady accidentally in this in that one to like like it like is has his sunglasses on and it like the scene the trans scene transition is like the car driving away where he's gonna get rid of the body in like his sunglasses oh cool it's really cool yeah but uh, so uh, anyway anyway Columbo's great. Much, watch, much much the coo- columbus great watch much cooler everybody, cooler than anything everybody listening movie. to this <laughs> fucking watch those especially the seventy, the first run of yeah, Columbo yeah, yeah. episodes yeah. they are awesome the bro. old ones are uh, the newer ones are okay too but P- peter falk is always entertaining to watch Yeah. so you know anyway. peter falk is uh, incredible. Sorry. so ratings Anyways. oh wait no we're talking about perfect murder still <laughs> there's not that there's not that much more to go no, we, we can just blast I'm, through it i'm just kidding i just i like i like that but yeah the you know go back to the movie David Chichet immediately suspects yeah. that Michael Douglas is the bad guy um, he suspects that Michael Douglas is the bad guy and then at this point Michael Douglas uh, oh, oh Vigo sees a, a body being carried out and he assumes that it's Gwyneth and that everything went well and, and this uh, one of the because there's a little bit of a little bit of shade or dimension thrown to this character he really takes it hard apparently he wasn't thinking about the, the ramifications of having Gwyneth killed and then when he when she's dead he's like devastated He and like, is in the fetal he position he like, likes her yeah apparently he, he was, maybe didn't consider how much it would he would how he would feel once she was dead you know. maybe uh, he was sad about the guy who got killed. Or, this, or his friend guy. from, but Brazil. he he, does, yeah. he definitely assumes it's, that it's Gwyneth at first because yeah, he like does. he's in the fucking fetal position in his apartment and she leaves a message and then he's like oh shit and, and he's I think, uh, happier I feel like he was probably uh, you know he's upset and then that's him like and then essentially he would that's it he's oh, like that's him being upset it adds a little dimension to him but the dimension being like fuck I really did like her and he cries for like five but minutes and then it, he goes right. okay good I'm it's done redem- on to the next it's not a redemptive uh, archer, ar- onto arc the next con. Yeah, yeah. He moved, he, he's he's got this recording of Michael Douglas like yep. with the whole bludgeoning has a spur of the moment sound and yep. that whole thing he's got that tape sends it to Michael Douglas and he's like now I want uh, I want the rest of that money even though I clearly didn't do the job that yep. I was hired to do and uh, and Michael Douglas then uh, all starts to have his scheme going on and then Gwyneth is immediately for just kind of gut gut feeling just suspicious of Michael Douglas there's lots of reasons I mean towards small like, yes. towards the end of the movie she becomes smarter because she's kind and, and it well, because the script needs her to but but, but it's also not for. But also, it doesn't. See, it seems like, yeah, yeah, she would figure. She would like, caught on eventually. You're kind of like, it's yeah. my It's Michael, it's yeah. Michael Douglas. She just. He just she remembered she's married to Michael Douglas. Yeah. She's like, yeah. wait a second. He seems so like a bad guy. And then, and then Vigo <laughs> tries to blackmail Michael Douglas. Yep. because he's, he's got, got proof. He's got the tape. He's got the tape. Yeah, but there's, he doesn't want to send to the cops because that would uh, incriminate him. There's yeah. another ferry scene. This is the ferry uh, from Manhattan to uh, Ellis, or the Statue, Statue of Seattle. Liberty to just Seattle. It's a long. Trip. <laughs> yeah. Couple hours, um, but yeah, Mike. Mike Douglas on a ferry, and then they're kind of like all scheming and counter scheming, and then at a certain point, Gwyneth feels like she's she's uh, putting the, the pieces together, and she confronts Michael Douglas, and then he starts he's then he counter counter gets back at her with this letter that he sent out that like yeah, uh, that he double and triple crosses yeah double and triple clo- well, she's, crosses she's she's like convinced that he had something to do with this, and then she, he well I didn't want to show you this, so it's this letter he made up to send to her yeah her. you see him sending it after like the the night that he that he's walking yeah. the, the, the night that the, mur- the murder was supposed to happen he sends this letter out your lover did your lover did this your lover sent you know, he was a guy that he went that went to prison with and he's actually this is actually his whole thing so he kind of reveals that whole thing about Vigo to her and then he's like I mean it's ridiculous you know it's almost like they were gonna they, someone would try and say that I hired the guy to murder you yeah 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 <laughs> he says that to her to, and then he's actually a light bulb actually appears over her head <laughs> but it has a confused face on it yeah yeah because she's still schemes not sure schemes schemes yeah, Plains she's the, and she's the victim the whole time. The richest yeah. person on the planet, as far as the movie's concerned. But then, then in this scene, she basically like forgives Michael Douglas and is like, "Oh, I don't know what I was even thinking." I You're guess. kind of like, "Well, all right," but not really. <laughs> I mean, he, he, Michael Douglas, it wasn't. Yeah. It turns out a she doesn't murder. even. Yeah, and, and like I guess she like <laughs> no. she finds out that Vigo wasn't a, who she really thought he was. Yeah, but Which she doesn't upsetting. seem terrible upset about that no. or the fact that she's like that was kind of what she was looking for for her way out of this shitty marriage she's still that she's still in this crappy marriage and she just kind of seems like a little bummed yeah Yeah. well this is after she was almost murdered so maybe 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 her priorities have changed. I guess I I don't know it was almost perfect murder (laughs) she's not a good she's not an interesting character and in this case not a good actress no I think she's fine. I think everyone's fine with it. I didn't really have any complaints with any of the performances in this movie. But I don't think she's good. She's fine. Her character. There's not much there. There's not much for anybody to do in this movie. Yeah. I I I, Viggo gets to do some I stuff. I enjoy. And Douglas, I like Douglas. I Michael Douglas gets a lot to chewing, do. So I like him better. I like him better in this than than kind of in the other two because I I don't I don't like it when he plays like a a regular guy because I don't believe yeah. it. I don't believe it when Michael Douglas is playing a regular guy. I believe it when he plays uh what's his name in Romancing the Stone? Sure. The, that Jack re- Colton. Yeah, I believe that. Like I'm like he's like maybe a bit a bit too adventury or whatever, but I buy that that yeah, Michael Douglas fits this character yeah. like like a glove. Yeah. Or when or his he plays when he in plays the, instinct the character in disclosure where he's like, I just don't know what I'm doing, kind of. You're like, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't believe it. Uh, so, like, there's the like one of the elements in both Dial in for Murder and in this is the sort of like you. There's always one thing, one dangling thing that can help all the puzzle, the whole puzzle come into focus. And in this case, it's a key. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gwyneth has this key that is that, that it doesn't work just due to a like, bunch of like work. swapping around and stuff that Michael Douglas did in the spur of the moment doesn't work. And she's like, "Whose fucking key is this, and why?" And she goes to the apartment of the she the person out. who actually was killed who broke in the, the person that she stabbed with the meat yeah. thermometer. And then, uh, and then her key fits in there, and she's starting to kind of like put it together. Then Michael Douglas gives her some more counter information, and then, uh, and then at this point, they do the the swap with uh, Vigo. Yeah, and Vigo, yeah, Vigo, Vigo blackmails gets, him. Vigo blackmails him, gets his money, and then he gives his, him the tape. Yeah, gives him the tape. And there's a funny scene in the park where he he like takes the he takes this big bag of uh, this big box of money from Michael Douglas he's like oh well, I'll count and he's like, I'm expecting that you will see you later and Vigo's looking very smug and walking away and Michael Douglas just stands there and walk watch, watches and, him walk away and a, and a garbage truck <laughs> drives by and he disappears and then Vigo and then Vigo is what? very concerned and he starts running for the subway yeah <laughs> like, and then he starts to freak out and get paranoid he gets into the he gets into a train he's got a private car on the train I want to see the other side of those scenes where somebody right. where a truck yeah, drives he, by and he somebody just steps goes away right out of because like I, I like how what I like the idea of like the how like in real life, like the truck drives by and like, I can't see you for a second. You're like, I gotta go. And so, like, if you watch it from the Michael Douglas he's angle, like he's like, really like fast. running to keep up with this truck. Ah, oh, fuck. Off. I didn't, <laughs> well, didn't plan what on what sprinting. Like, and then, like in, like, like, in real life, there's an outside of the frame. So Vigo would go, like Where'd he go? And then he'd look over and he'd go, <laughs> oh, oh, he's over there. Why so, why he's why he's, he's he? over there running, trying to run as fast as <laughs> a What if he, had a roller, truck? he had roller skates in his shoes? He presses a little button and he's just like roller skating away. He's got Steve Martin LA Story shoes. Uh,. Ha, ha, ha. But anyways, he's like Vigo's on the train, and he's like, "All right, I finally I made it, Scott scot free, and I've gotten the money's here." And Michael Douglas comes popping out in a Patrick Bateman like full body, yeah. uh, full body murder suit, yeah. and he stabs, <laughs> stabs him. him, and he's like, because at one point uh, Vigo accuses him of not being able to do his own wet work. How's that uh, for wet work? How's that for wet work? Stabs him in the gut, yeah. and then uh, Vigo, I think, pull, like in his while he's dying, like pulls out another piece of th- uh, evidence to show that he mailed evidence to. Gwyneth and so Michael Douglas now has to run back to his house to like find the, the mailman the, before gets the mailman there. gets there or something <laughs> and uh, and then that's when you get your final confrontation with Gwyneth yeah he locks the thing in the safe and then she thinks oh that's kind of weird he has a bag I'm gonna look in the safe and she figured out the combination it's their wedding day and then she goes like and then she does this one thing that is always dumb in these kind of movies like he was in the shower she could have she could have gotten this tape put in the tape player listened to it and left to the cops go to the cops and left a note going like I will Went. Away, I'll be right back. Went or to cops. Back or what, in five but you minutes. know what I mean. Like she could have left, and instead she goes. <laughs> she confronts him with the tape and goes like, and plays the tape of the mur- their murder plan to the guy she knows now, planned her murder. And you're like, what do you think he's gonna? Then she tries to leave, and he won't let her. And you're like, what, why did she? Why did she let him know? And yeah, she hits. Old- she hits him really hard with like the tape recorder and knocks him against a wall. Yeah. And that's the moment, Gwyneth, when you get out of there because mm-hmm. he spends like a good. 15 seconds recuperating, and she just stands there and watches him get like, go Idiot. like, ooh, yeah. no, I'm really mad. And she's like, oh, oh, okay, I gotta get out of here. She's got a gun, though, and then she's gonna shoot him, but then the gun gets away, and then he's like, then she shoots him. <laughs> then, I, then I wake up. He has a pretty good line where he's like, the only way you leave me is dead. There's, um,. <laughs> there was a <laughs> wait a minute who's dead and and that's, the, he's, that's, he's, just, that's how it's written he's, punch, he's punched her around a little bit I, I don't know if either of you watched the um alternate ending no on there which i believe I was sure probably didn't. the original ending um but they changed it because i think i don't know why i assume because they wanted more of a confrontation because uh, this kind of gave the original ending gave her more agency or character oh, maybe or what something. happens essentially like because in this one she's like essentially kills him in actually, in self-defense, in, self right. in the original ending, which I kind of think is more interesting, mm-hmm. at least for her she character, she just shoots him. Yeah, they're talking in the kitchen, and he's essentially been like he's been the whole movie. He's not physical, physically violent with her, and he's like, and he's explaining like, "Fuck you, you know this and that, you know, basically being a monster." And then she's got her coat on, like because she was going to leave, and then she pulls a gun out, and he says something, blah blah you won't do it, and then she she shoots him. That's why I like that. So he lot dies. Lot so he's on the kitchen floor, like, going, ah, wow, well, no, I'm. Darn. Oh, and then he dies God. and then she like looks around she looks at the the counter and she like slams her head on the counter oh. and, then it, and then it cuts oh. to the cops being there and so that was it ends with the same scene with her and Poirot that's a perfect murder that's a perfect murder and it ends with the same scene with her and Poirot exactly the same where she's Salam like and, and he's essentially like been on her side this whole time and he kind of maybe go, figures out like this wasn't exactly mm-hmm. how it looks but like that guy was a piece of shit who tried to murder you and um, yeah. that's fine Just and she's it's he's like he's out. like a look yeah so it ends with that same that's scene way that's way better that actually better. justifies yeah. all every stupid decision that happened Why in how did you change that. I don't know. Probably so because stupid. the test audiences were like, no, it makes her look like a bad person. Right? Exactly. Which is like, it, exactly. But it also doesn't make her look like a bad person. No, it does doesn't her it look just like gives a person. Any He's kind of character trying. whatsoever. He hired it, someone to murder her. It makes her look like a person who, at the end of this movie, is like fuck you men who have been trying to planning on murdering me this whole day instead of somebody who was like I'm going to run to the cops with this tape and then gets in a fight with her husband and then sort and then shoots him in self-defense this is like she shot him in quote unquote self-defense it's much it's much more interesting that's a a a terrible decision kind of reminds me of your one of your uh, qualms with enough was the R rating thing where it's just like yeah like just fucking have her fucking right kill him like really kill him. like fucking kill him yeah 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 yeah, that sucks uh uh, then I like the movie even less now. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually going to knock it down a half a star. That's going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bullshit. And, and again, it's like still like not um, a perfect movie or whatever, but that ending justifies. So, That's so, the movie. So That's more. the ending of the movie. That should be how it ends. That's right. insane. Yeah. 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 So anyway. Well, I got one, I got one line here um, that I that I thought was just kind of funny and it's a, and it's a little bit sleazy um, where they're, they're sort of like working. Michael Douglas is talking to Vigo and this is when they're on the ferry and it's kind of like, well, you didn't do the thing that i wanted you to do but uh if you want to still keep you know our original deal will stand I, we uh, we obviously can't kill her again right now that would be suspicious but let's just wait around yeah and then vigo says to him uh uh so do i keep fucking your wife in the meantime or <laughs> what <laughs> yeah i love that's really good it's pretty funny that's really good that's uh, it that's yeah, not a whole lot of great dialogue yeah, or do. notable dialogue uh ratings Two Juds no douglases yeah one douglas for the sex scene again the, the tv sex scene at the beginning yeah 10 out of 10 uh oh god 10 out of 10 uh, colombo episodes i wish i'd have watched oh. instead. <laughs> wouldn't that be nice <laughs> it's a great show um, I'm gonna give it two and a half, Juds. I was gonna, I was perfectly willing to give it three, but then I found it that they fucking sabotaged a perfectly good ending that they could have had for this kind of dumb, violent altercation thing. Yeah, uh, that pisses me off. Yeah. Um. So yeah, two and a half, juds, But I, but I do think it's a perfectly okay example of, of this kind of movie, and I think yeah. it's it's well done, and and I like Michael Douglas and Figo a lot in it. I think they're having fun. Uh, I'm gonna give it two Douglases. It is it is trying to be sexy in some ways. I mean, it's. I think this movie's R rated, but the sexiness is obviously very PG PG thirteen. Yeah. But there's lots of it's like pretty v- I mean, Gwyneth violence, walking it's around in her underwear and oh, that yeah. sort of thing. And there's like and the violence. Guys. Yeah, there's a lot of blood in it, it's pretty cool. Um, and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten meat thermometers rammed into some guy's mm. throats. <laughs> uh, I'm He's going done. I'm going two and a half uh, Judds. I I, I liked it. I mean, I didn't like, you know what I mean. I didn't hate it. I was like, this is fine. It did the thing. It was after supposed watching. To do, don't and, say a word. I'll tell you what. It was a breath of fresh oof. air. Uh, and then uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'll give it one and a half Douglas'. It's like not. It's it's kind of wants to be sleazy for a Doug. Douglas is pretty sleazy in it. Kind of. He's like he's doing creepy Douglas. So I might go as high as two. Right. Uh, man, I'm giving it uh, ten out of ten. 10 out of 10 uh, hard candies in the killer's pocket <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> my favorite that was my favorite thing in the whole movie. hopefully cinnamon possibly cherry worth yeah. uh, werther's original so moving Ooh. on uh moving on to the next movie um, all right are we time on ourselves can we do this quick i'm gonna get up and go to the bathroom try not to finish talking about this movie before i get back <sighs> oh man we're gonna blaze through it unfortunately we have to say a word about don't oh! say a word i will get you the number just get her back
1: going get rather close. Rule number one, no more clock. Be brave again, Nathan. And rule number two,
0: no more phone. Is it a telephone number? Nope. Is it a code? You want what they want. Is it a place?
1: Nope. Father let us both down. And they're going to kill her. What is it?
0: I'll never tell.
1: I'll never tell. Any of you.
0: The most famous thing about this movie is the, from the trailer. Everybody remembers Brittany Murphy in the trailer doing that. This I'll never movie, tell yes. Thing. This movie might as well be called "I'll Never Tell." Yeah, <laughs> and it was also famously released very, very soon after September 11th happened. Oh, that's right. Uh, and uh, it did very well at the box office. It did very well. I looked it up on Wikipedia. It made like 150 million. It, it didn't do that well. What? But it did well for the time, and uh, it was probably you know the theory was going. On. People just wanted some like cheap escapism, which indeed this is. But it's not very good. Cheap escapism. What escapism? It's nothing. I mean, I escaped into dreamland while I was watching this movie. This it movie, was very slow. This movie all revolves around one of the most uh, ridiculous, overcomplicated uh, bad guy schemes. It's mm. not quite as it's not quite as ridiculous and overcomplicated as Reindeer Games, but it's in the ballpark. How is it? Cause does it stack up to Deceived as ridiculous and overcomplicated? Because I don't even—I still don't remember what happened in that thing. In, in Deceived, I just don't even know. <laughs> In, in Reindeer Games, you could diagram what the plan is, and, but right. you're just sort of like, why is that your plan? What it's, the fuck? it's weird, too, because it's all about how he did the weird factory thing with the CD-ROM drives in this, too, and like it doesn't make any sense. Why would you change the CD-ROM production line if all you wanted to do... Sorry. What? I was trying to do a callback God to the disclosure it. thing, because this movie is equally boring. But it broke my heart a little bit, because oh, I just am so sick of hearing the word CD-ROM. God <laughs> damn Look, it. we got to make the Arkham Axe merger go through, okay? <laughs> Stop it. I hate it. Uh, so Michael Douglas plays a psychiatrist, in right? This well, movie. we get it. We get an opening sort of. Oh, right. Like, There's a whole opening opens sequence in 1991. Sean Bean and a scene Bean gang of toughs rob yep. a bank, open a safe deposit box, and apparently the only thing they want is this this ruby. It's, it's not. It's bigish ruby, it's yeah, but like it's like the not size of a big. marble. He claims that it is. Uh, scene Bean claims that it is worth uh, ten million dollars. Sure. But this then is one this of his is, crew. It does a bait and switch And gets away with Gets away with the ruby And then Sean Bean And his people Get caught Yeah uh, do they? Yeah, do they get caught I, then? Or do I don't they think get they away? get caught. I think, uh, but but they find out that this guy, stole, get ruby. This yeah. guy stole the caught. This guy's 1991. I was over. Yeah, it. yeah. it's 1991 because because the last, <clears throat> rest of the movie takes place ten, 10 years years <laughs> later. It's which is important. yes. Yeah. God, why is, nothing's important in this movie? But I just no. said that out loud. But anyway, but, but this is a ten million dollar jewel, and Sean Bean is willing to. He, he seems like he's got a budget of a good billion dollars that he's working with here. He's got he's got everyone kidnapped. Everyone's bugged, and he just. Working on this scheme for ten years, and he's got several people working for him for ten million dollars, like Ocean's Eleven. Just get yeah. a job. They get caught. They get caught when they at the scene. That's the flat. The, it turns the out it's a flashback because they yeah. murder her dad, who's yeah. the guy who stole the, stole the jewel, and she only she knows where it alert. is. Now we know. <laughs> Well, I thought we were I was trying to get through this movie real quick. I don't know. Yeah. Just so then but that's takes... when they get cut and then he's like, I've been thinking about you for ten years. Have you been thinking about me? I hope so. And you're like, oh, but geez. that's it. You just I mean that's good. You dig you did the whole plot because the movie takes two hours to get there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's excruciating. Yeah. Well the movie is At very least the Oliver movie is, is in a few scenes. Right. The, I the movie's like I think the pitch must have been Goodwill hunting meets silence of the lambs <laughs> because it's kinda sure. like Yeah, it I don't all, know. But It all, that, but that it all makes hinges sound on good. like a psychi- uh, a psychiatrist dealing with like this crazy, uh, she's probably 18, Brittany Murphy. RIP. RIP Brittany Murphy, um, who's been very good and stuff, not particularly good. She's, nobody's nobody's she's good like in this. Doing, I feel like she's, I don't know like, what she's, she's fine to in this. this. I feel like she's trying to do stuff She's in not this, the problem, like, that's for damn like, sure. what do I do? And they're like, act crazy and she's doing, she's yeah. like kind of acting crazy. And she's been you doing know, this, uh, she's been putting on a whole performance for like 10 years. Yeah, she is yeah. pretending and yeah. people are constantly going, she's real good. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. she's the best at pretending to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But Michael Douglas is like the best child psychologist psychiatrist. Yeah, and we know that because at the beginning of the movie, he's counseling a young man who beats off too much. I have he's that. Like, I have the line. Does that? He's like, this is him talking to the talking to the teen boy. And He's like, you know that thing that you were doing with the panties? Everybody does it. Your best friends do it. The mailman, even the headmaster, they all whack off. Anyone who says they don't is lying. Mm. And that's that's how he's got. And, and then it, it, one of his friends describes it, and this is the exact line, and it's unfortunately put because every. Everyone knows about Nathan Conrad and his famous touch with the teens. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would not want it phrased uh, that way. He gets called in to, do this to help well, some crazy. There's girl fir- crazy first, girl. there's a no, murder. No, first, yeah, because no. there, there's somebody going, somebody who's been killing. Essentially, young women. at some, at, so, at a certain point in this movie, it feels like there's three different movies happening yes. because there's Michael Douglas talking to crazy kids. Right there's uh, Sean Bean uh, setting up some kind of high tech surveillance thing of that you don't quite know about right. yet and then there's and Jennifer then there's Esposito Jennifer the finding a dead body in the in the water and yeah. you're like and and at some point at a certain point you're like two of these movies come together and then they cut the Jennifer Esposito and you're like well why is she still what are, well the dead back body back to this other movie no i know it comes yeah. it comes back around but it just feels like three different movies yeah. for a while. it's uh, it's yeah and they've sort of come together. They, I mean, they, they, come, they together. come together. They but do. But, like, who cares? They also try to do some, like, forced, like, uh, bond. Like, does oh. Michael Douglas ever deal with Jennifer Esposito in yeah. this whole movie? Uh, no, at the very the end. And there's, like, one scene yeah. where she almost talks to him, and, and he, but he, like, gets in an elevator before she can catch yeah. him. This is when he takes uh, Brittany Murphy out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. But right. then at the end, she comes back and oh, sort of helps save him, kind of ineptly helps save him. Yeah. And then they have a whole poignant moment where he's like, thanks a lot. And she's like, yeah, well, we really did it and like, you don't even know each other <laughs> the, you don't know each my, other and of, what are you thanking her for she got shot and she uh, fucked it up one of my favorite things in this is uh oliver platt is like his buddy who's also a doctor who calls him in um he under, works at like the state under hospital the auspices that he's that like but it's also when you find out later that oliver platt's girlfriend is, is the, the dead girl. girl who was who was kidnapped by sean bean because oliver platt was the doctor right with britney murphy so he was like we'll get this we'll kidnap we'll this guy's girlfriend doctor. and then oliver platt is apparently such a shitty child psychologist that he He's like, fuck, I got to call in my other friend. Don't kill my girlfriend. I'm going to call another guy. So could you (laughs) kidnap his daughter, too? Because I got to do, I got to, because I'm not good enough to get the information. But I know a guy who is. So don't kill my girlfriend. He's the best. Uh, He's got a a touch with teens. Meanwhile, they killed his girlfriend. Yeah, They killed his girlfriend. Jennifer Esposito gives him this information. He's like, that wasn't part of the deal, Blackheart. She's like, what part of, what deal, what deal? (laughs) It wasn't part. My boy is a box. Damn you. A <laughs> box, <laughs> but yeah, these motherfuckers. There's four or five of them. They've been working on it for ten years. They kidnapped everybody, yep. and then they have Michael Douglas's whole house surveilled. They kidnapped mm-hmm. his daughter, Johnson. Uh, Fomka Johnson, Fomka Johnson. Two nothing to do in this movie He's married to Michael Douglas, the Dutch treat, two golden eye. Uh, that's <laughs> is what we call nickname? it. <laughs> yeah, it's her nickname. The first Dutch treat. All, first of all, Fomka Johnson is attractive to play a model in a movie she's too fucking attractive and her being like bed, bed <laughs> she's too attractive and you remember in rounders there's the scene where fomka jansen goes to matt damon's apartment and and is after his girlfriend has dumped him and she's like you know i could stay and we could have sex tonight he's like nah it's fine <laughs> she, you, she's Janssen? like nah, i don't want to do what are you fomka jansen i'm gonna go. <laughs> it's just, like she's just one of those people that's too like too attractive for virtually any role so yeah. like when michael douglas goes in there and she's she's bedridden she's got a do cast on it's sexy like, parts like, hi, honey. Oh, and he's going to give her a sponge bath. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give you he's a just, sponge She's bath. got a broken leg. She's in traction. Yeah. Um, and you're like, get the fuck out, out of here. He's married it's to Pomka Johnson. Sophie kept pointing out how weird his hands look when he's holding stuff. <laughs> like these twisted arthritic gnarls. <laughs> and this was the third Michael Douglas movie we'd watched in two days. So that's saying something. Anyways. <laughs> uh, two By the way, two Goldeneye alums in this movie. Yes, Sean Bean and Pomka and and Fom- Bo Johnson, both from Goldeneye. And mm-hmm. Sean Bean, uh, for the third time, I think, playing an evil treasure hunter Mm. because he plays an evil treasure hunter in National Treasure Mm -hmm. and, in a way, in Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's true. I count that that as someone that's a good good man gone astray. He's always after trinkets, Yeah, Yeah. this guy, and he's willing to kill to get them. He protects those hoblets at the end of the... Curse you and all the other halflings! Anyways, uh... (laughs) (laughs) the bean gang uh, let's call them Hoblets. Like the bean gang to. has like cameras everywhere in Michael Douglas's house I wish this movie was called the, the bean, bean gang. gang the bean gang <laughs> I like his uh, his one henchman he has one henchman who's the black guy and who is clearly meant to be like the most gross of the henchmen. Yeah. he's the, one, he's who's t- he's Fomka the one, Jansen, one who's surveilling he's the like, one constantly talking about fucking her and stuff he's like oh take it off baby yeah there's yeah. a, there's yeah. a part he's, his whole job is to just watch these two monitors and at one and point he fucks and and at up. one point Fomka Jansen is like gonna take her shirt off he's like oh yeah yeah, come on baby and then she goes nah because she knows that she's being watched and she puts the sweater on he's like oh man next time he goes out like too bad and it's, it's, it's almost so like gross. I don't know who he's saying he's saying too he's almost like he's saying too bad to like to us. her no he's saying it to us no but, but it feels <laughs> it feels like he's saying like it's too bad to her. too bad you didn't take your top off lady that could have been a real good show I, for I you I could have jerked off to them. then later <laughs> so she kills him so it's fine that's yeah, true she does kill him she knocks him out she knocks him out and then like goes into the apartment because there in an apartment above them she mm-hmm. finds out because the daughter's yelling. Yeah, they're right next to her, and then but then she sees the surveillance, and his body's there. And then she looks back, yeah, she, and he's gone. And then she kills him with a spike she, or something. Yeah, yeah. She, not a no. thermometer. Disappointingly, <laughs> it's kind of funny because they they do Is that uh, her she, crutch. She's a knitter, yeah, oh, knitting oh. But she's been like using her knitting needles to scratch her her uh, leg through the cast. That's a big, big so fucking knitting. Has needle. a knitting needle in in the cast, oh, and so right. she first hits him with the with her crutches numerous times, right. and then when he and then he's like coming back, and she pulls the uh, knitting needle out of the out of her out of her cast and stabs him and, and if you've ever dealt with a knitting needle before like if you were a they're kid not like hard metal they, this you would have to shoot it through a cannon to get it through a person <laughs> yeah it would bend oh yeah <laughs> it would have to be like one of the like a tornado For exactly or this reason yes uh, that's that's how much you're I'm, not supposed to be able to stab someone with them they're knitting little, needles is how little i was able to pay attention to this movie i didn't realize that mm, that she stabs him with a knitting needle just the knitting needle thing at all oh, uh-huh. until you yeah, just said that the whole thing I well, had the no, movie defies you to pay attention to it it's because it is hard. both boring and obnoxious at the same time. Yeah, it sucks. It's not it's not stupid in an exciting way at nope. all. It just sucks. All the thrills are, for, are from like boring well, stuff. It's monotonous. It just keeps sort of like, it keeps stalling to get to the two seconds of exposition that it takes to tell you what's yeah. been going on this yeah, whole there's time. There's a flashback where she has a flashback and it turns out like her dad was the her guy who stole the dad was the, the guy jewel. who stole the ruby and he's trying to get the code number from the place where she's hidden the ruby and he blah, doesn't, blah, blah, blah. They know. That it's on the is six numbers or whatever they find they end up on this island that I uh, found out was like where the no, the numbered things a lot of AIDS victims were buried there in yes. the eighties because that and they were unmarked there's unmarked graves. Do they talk about that in the movie? Or no, let's no, just oh, do no some you, you Look that up on your own. But that's why the graves are unmarked. It's like uh, Potter's Field kind yeah, of thing. You know, like that's that, actually yeah. interesting. That right? Yeah, yeah be, the actual history. must of have left that out of there because that would be too interesting. That would be too exciting. Movie. Yeah, we can't have this movie getting but, exciting. But but uh, but the point is that a like the movie just keeps stalling because there's nothing to it. Yeah. yeah. It's just sort of like, well, and it, it, it it takes for granted that you're sitting there going like What's the code number two? Like what are they what's the information that they're trying like the suspense isn't are they gonna get him? No, are they gonna find uh, the diamond or whatever the ruby or is the daughter gonna get hurt? The suspense is allegedly what is it that they're trying to get her to remember? What's the number two? Is it a safe deposit box? We don't know. Who fucking cares what it is? The, it's, the whole, a, it's like a it's the worst kind of boring McGuffin. It builds to <laughs> it like the essentially builds to uh a flashback. Yeah. And it's her. I guess sort of curing whatever psychosis she's put on herself to, that, uh, to possibly her fake. part. I think they're part, I think the idea is that she's she like She definitely has PTSD she's not, but she's She's kind of psychosis. not crazy right. but she's like become she's kind of become more crazy by pretending to be crazy or too something. To protect I don't though. know if that's I'm not at fucking time. I like that's these guys because these a, fucking guys have been trying to get to her for 10 years. years. Well they right. were in jail. A million dollars right. a year. They were also in jail though too I yes. think. Yes. Because they, they in, the, in the flashback they throw her dad in front of a subway Way. Mm-hmm. But these and guys, and then the cops, the cops immediately arrest them, and then they look at her, and she's like, "Oh!" And he sewing the jewel into her doll. Then she ends up on a boat with the, the coffins, and she memorizes the number from the top of this coffin. Writes and then it backwards. The, and then the guy, the guy on the thing, she's well, like, she, "She goes, my thing. dad, my dad's in that coffin." And then she hides the doll in this coffin, and she remembers. So that. yeah, it turns out it's the end of the good, the bad, and the ugly, and it's a coffin that they're looking for. Arch, Sorry. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but that movie's fucking great. That movie's fucking Just great. give you I mean, an idea of this of the, of the kind of, the kind of thrills that this movie has. Though is like this is at the end of the movie. We're talking the climax where she's writing the numbers out and she's going backwards. And then they go dig up the grave. They go dig up the grave. Dig up the grave, and it's like he's not in here. That's it. Now we're gonna kill your daughter, Michael Douglas. He's like, wait, she wrote it backwards. So let's go, <laughs> go dig up another it's like, grave. It's like oh, and oh. they show them they show them walking out all, to the first one and they're they dig all, up the grave. They go back. They're like, we're gonna shoot you, Brit. Murphy, unless you tell us the thing, and she's like, oh, it backwards." And they, he goes, "Oh, it's backwards." And they and go, "Okay, it better enough, work this time." They will show them walking out to the fucking grave the second time, digging. You're like, "Oh God, what if the we why are watch?ing This movie again? Go to another grave and, <laughs> and fucking rewind up. the movie." Jesus Christ! This movie sucks. It did have one good thing in it that I liked at the end when Sean Bean gets d- buried buried, that and was buried was in that cool. weird that trench. That was, was like, cool. I'm like, okay, would yeah. that actually work that way? I don't know, but it looked neat. Yeah, that's kind of a cool effect. They're digging like a big. They're digging up all this stuff like they're like excavating the graves yeah. or something like that so there's this like trench yeah. that's like supported by these wooden pylons and they michael douglas like knocks Somehow. one out and the whole thing just collapses on top of shot he and he's running away from it like it's at a fireball in a yeah. shitty action movie while it's like this dirt pile is chasing him and he just gets buried alive it's yeah. fucking hilarious there was a part before that that where michael douglas has the jewel yeah in the bag and he goes and he goes uh you want this Go get it, and he throws it. He throws it into a ditch that's <laughs> like, like ten feet. It's two feet away, and then he like then he punches. He throws Sean Bean in there, punches him out, and you're like, okay, well now he's just gonna get it. Does anybody? Lie, but it wasn't go, like you didn't go go get it and throw it into the ocean, where it's yeah, like he no. says it like he threw it off a cliff. He or does, it does anybody a ditch? get the jewel at the end of it? Uh, uh, no, it's buried it with it him. It's buried okay. with him. Great, his hubris. <laughs> I think they could have at least saved it for poor Brittany Murphy, you know. But There's, then they're they're like they're they're together as a family again or at the end. She's Maybe like, Brittany's gonna like, like come live with him or something. Yeah. It's I kind of know. almost implied. It's, or it's but also it's like, who knows? He's like, okay, back to the nut house with you. Are or you, whatever. No, she's like, I'm not crazy anymore. No, she doesn't say <laughs> that, but it literally get, ends with her like rolling rolling her up in a wheelbarrow <laughs> and dropping her off in front of the metal and stuff. He rings the <laughs> doorbell <laughs> and <laughs> runs, runs away. <laughs> 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 don't say a word. <laughs> don't say a I'll word. Never tell. Oh, s- since you brought up the title again, I do I did want to point out one thing there, that I think is important. There's a titular line. Because the there is a titular line and Sean Bean says it yeah. because you think it's called the famous line for the movie is I'll never tell right. and so you're thinking the movie is like don't say a word like Brittany Murphy but no it's Sean Bean is talking to Michael Douglas about it because he kidnapped his daughter and he wants them to do this for him don't say a word to the cops yeah ah, interesting I was su- and disappointing I'd seen trailers for this movie you know a million years ago when this came out and I was like shocked that um, don't say a word I was surprised that it opens with a bank robbery I was like this is not what I was expecting because all I knew about it was that Brittany Murphy's crazy and says i'll never oh, tell I'll it. Tell. only says and it then twice. Michael Douglas that's is, the only thing that anyone knows about this movie to this day <laughs> and then Michael Douglas kind of famous I knew Michael Douglas ad. was in it those are the two things I knew about it and then it opens with like Sean Bean doing a bank robbery and I almost took the movie out and was like are we watching the right's it put in the wrong <laughs> DVD no I didn't remember that either I remember like when, when I watched this a couple weeks ago I put it in and I'm like oh what what yeah, wait a minute. Uh, she this only, is, says, and and she the only says like the way that the people think about this movie is it like it, that's it, the only thing she it says. Really in the movie? burrowed into. I don't know why, but it's one of those things that just burrowed into people's subconscious. Brittany Murphy like leaning back in the bed with her her arms up, going, "I'll never tell." Just was like people thought it was something at the time, and I think people still know about it. Yeah, and but she only says it twice. Yeah, and I feel like maybe it was to like this, some Saturday Night Live sketch. It was the a time. Saturday Night Live sketch. Was there? Oh yeah, maybe I that's remember why, like someone was why. playing her and got like wheeled in on the bed. Because like she had to be Molly on the Shannon, Shannon, Shannon or was it Chris, like Molly Shannon? I bet Kattan, it was. No, it was, it was probably be. Molly Shannon. I'm 50, oh, and I remember people going, "Yeah." What was the What was we the SNL sketch? I'm I don't know. The I'm, the I'm, I, I was, I was we theorizing. We, we know. What do you tell us? What it is? I don't. I was theorizing. What was the sketch? Do you remember what it was? I can't remember. It well, was, it go. was like a um, throwaway, throwaway gag. I'm sure it's eight minutes long. we Miller on. I think it was on Conan too when she was like one of the characters. You know, they bring characters like the masturbating bear out or whatever, and it was just like, "Here's another part of our character roundup." oh yeah yeah oh yeah. never tell yeah yeah everybody's like yeah we love her saying that line that way for some <laughs> reason nobody any people who even saw this movie have forgotten it at this point yeah does anybody have fond memories of this that we know God, okay. it's a terrible movie it's no uh Emily uh Emily Sagerbeck, Sagerbeck. uh she we were, I was talking to her about this and she was like her, her and her friend she's like we always we she's like we always do that I'll never tell but that's all she said she didn't say like <laughs> we like this movie or have even seen it you don't even have to you've seen the preview you've seen the <laughs> whole thing this movie's got going for it she said we were kids when we saw the trailer and we would do that to each other all the time I'll never tell. well so. i guess it's a thing yeah. <laughs> it's a thing i mean but it's also that even the i'll never tell thing is like lo- largely forgotten mm. so. she only says it two lousy stinking measly times yeah, it should be the whole movie she, she should say it at least it. a dozen times yeah michael douglas should at one point be shaking her because she's like, you tell me
1: you tell I'll me you tell. Tell. you tell me you tell me
0: <laughs> at the very end of the movie like when everything's resolved and he's like now nah, you can come leave this never doesn't happen but it's like implied now you like, can come live with me. come live with my me and my happy family and then Brittany Murphy like looks at the camera and goes I'll never tell and then like winks or something like yeah. that something. come on leave us with the you know like when a when a one-hit wonder band plays the same song like at the right. beginning and yeah. the end of the concert and she smiles or something and like the jewel has been in like in, embedded in one of her teeth the whole time or something if <laughs> <You laughs> you know? if she did that and then like a hard days night started playing at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> or help is the one where they're after the ruby right, right? yeah because yeah. Ringo has it. Or like the end of Snake Eyes, <laughs> <laughs> where it's just like, and then they put the, the ring in the in the concrete pile on, and that, there you go. If you've been paying attention. If you had been paying attention to this movie, that happened. That's the thing that wow, happened in the movie. At least, at least I liked that. At least I enjoyed Nicolas Cage in that movie. <laughs> um, boy. Well, there you That's go. That's Fuck this movie. You get it. Fuck it. This fucking sucks. Don't okay. think we, we, can't say it. We, we honestly can't say any more words about this movie. Uh, Joe Charbonne could not have made this movie any worse. No, good. good trying. This, is this worse than The Watcher? No, not even. Close. Do you think the Watcher, uh, but was The Watcher more entertaining? No, uh, I kind of, I kind of really. Hated I think The that. Watcher was more fun to watch. I hated that movie. I hated that movie almost as much as Keanu clearly hated being yeah. in it. I'm gonna go with this being worse. You know, I think that you know, I think uh, The Watcher is worse because Joe Charbonne made Keanu sad. And Uh, and I think that that's like... These these people all cleared big checks. Like, these people just were in this movie, and who cares? I don't know. But like, like Keanu Reeves was made sad, and this was after he did the fucking Matrix. He should only be happy for years after that, and this guy, his friend, his so-called friend, made him sad to be in his stupid movie that sucks Joe Sharbonic hit us up we want to know your side of the story you make a convincing argument but I feel like that movie had more virtues than this does I, okay. might, <laughs> I might hate this movie more because it's so aggressively annoying yeah. and just and so boring it's like boring I and found, annoying f- at the same I found, time I found the 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 cinematic pyrotechnics of the watcher more annoying than Fair this one uh, yeah so, that's true this is, I, I mean this, this is like one of those uh, what's what's worse arguments so like you know honest, these are both very bad I'm gonna call I'm going to call the watcher marginally more amusing. Maybe we're, we're all, ta- we're what talking a, about grades of shit. A great review. We should put that on the, yeah, box. On the box. Yeah. Marginally more amusing than then the don't watcher say a word. Yeah. I did have a, I did have one uh, line that, cause this it's just one of the many things that are obnoxious is this, this plot that Sean Bean hatches is so stupid. And, and then the, they, they, they seem to be aware of it because he gets the jewel back and he's looking at it and you're like, that jewel's pretty small, Sean. Yeah. It's pretty, it's like the size, what, what it's like the size of uh, oh, a nut, uh, like a, like It's the size of an almond. Almond. Almonds. It's not a walnut, an almond. The size and shape of an almond, a smallish one. And then he like, he says kind of to himself, 10 years of my life bought and fucking paid for. And you're like, really? (laughs) And then he goes, and then Michael Douglas is like holding a gun to his head at the end. And 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 you can tell Michael Douglas is like, Jesus, this is all for that stupid ruby and he goes was this really worth it your life and he goes absolutely (laughs) (laughs) that's when he goes then he goes then go get it you want it go get it it. and he's buried alive in the go get it I'm gonna throw it three feet from you down this hole oh right down there yeah go get it Oh, I will. I will. I'll just jump down there. You do You should have had the carry ending where, like, his hand comes out of the dirt holding the ruby at the end. Oh, that would have been awesome. Would have made the whole thing worth it. Absolutely. Uh, Uh, Well, when they do the inevitable reboot of this franchise. Yeah, right? (laughs) Don't say a word franchise. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ratings. Uh, One and a half Judds. Uh, Zero Douglases. It's not sleazy at all. Nope. Uh, Huge disappointment. And I'm going to give it uh, two... Surprisingly sturdy knitting needles. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you technically really can't stab someone with a knitting needle. Uh, I'm going to give it a half. I just, I just, Ooh. I just hate this movie, and I watched it like a year ago. So this was one that I was really resenting having to watch again. I just fucking hate this movie. It pisses me off, and uh, I'm gonna maybe give it one and a half Douglas's just wow. for the just for the co- idea of Michael Douglas giving a sponge bath to my beloved Fomke Jansen. Oh, fair enough. Okay. And and there's also a scene where Brittany uh, Murphy first meets Michael Douglas, and she sort of she like gives pulls him really her really cheap, just like sad she, blowjob, and he's like. You can't say a word. No. Yes. It's no, such a good blowjob. No. Yes. I'll never tell. I'll never tell anyone. <laughs> uh, Disclosure. No. But but don't she, don't she, disclose she, anything. She, don't say a word. She right? grabs her. She grabs her go. boob and then she, she does. does want to touch? You want to touch? He's like You're trying to embarrass me. It won't work. Uh, anyways, that's pretty uncomfortable. Let's um, see. God, well, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it uh, one. No, no. I'm gonna give it two measly, stinking Britney Murphys saying, "I'll never tell." <laughs> Okay. <laughs> 2. Oh shit. Uh one Judd. Even one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Wow, one. I like this the most. Half <laughs> Douglas for the stuff that Travis said, but I'm only... Same, the same things, but I think he just deserves half a Douglas. Okay. It's like... So fuck it, this movie. It's not sleazy. The, the, the SpongeBob thing is like, because his hands do look right. weird in this movie. <laughs> maybe, he was, maybe there was a thing going on at the time. I don't God, know. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, Fuck, what? I don't even remember what... Uh... <sighs> One... One henchman who's giant with a neck tattoo who seems like maybe he likes Michael Douglas's daughter because that seems to be a whole subplot. That's oh going yeah, about that. It's going somewhere and then that guy just gets not. Nah, you, you can give it like one buried alive, John Bean. buried. I, I not buried and alive. There 1 go. 1 go get that jewel right over there in space <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just couldn't think of anything that happened in this movie all of a sudden I watched sorry, it last now we're night we are just doing too. Star Trek two lines <laughs> we got to con you bloodsucker sorry kevin what are you saying It doesn't matter we're uh, talking about don't say a word uh, i watched raiders of the lost ark right after i watched this movie last night and so Ooh, i've pretty for- good. i forgot mm, almost everything that happened it's <laughs> the kind of movie that you do need to put on something good and just go i got to forget this even exist. Yeah. I was watching. Uh, I was watching Last Crusade on the on Amazon because it's on Amazon. I mean, I own the Blu-rays, but I was just like flipping around yep. watching something, and uh, and I saw the end of Last Crusade, and uh, the scene where he gives where Donovan takes the wrong cup, and you know he drinks and disintegrates. Like when he takes the mug, there's a shot of the knight, the Grail knight, and he looks at him, and you just like I'm I'm watching it going and he's going like, "This is gonna be cool. <laughs> this, this is gonna be real." Oh, good. it's been boring in here for hundreds <laughs> yeah. and hundreds of years. I finally, finally. this is gonna we almost make up for it because wow. <laughs> wow, wow, we wow. All right. On that note, no, uh, what are we doing? On that next note, time. we're going to end the podcast. Uh, what we're doing next time, we're going to do serial uh, filler. filler on copycat, uh, primal fear, and California, California. a movie California. I loved when I was younger, but I haven't seen in a long Ooh. time, and it'll be our first Brad Pitt, I believe, oh, nice. and Juliet Lewis, and too. Uh, Primal Dichovny. Fear. Um, primal Fear is number three in the uh, uh. the Hoblet trilogy. <laughs> I like finally it. concluding oh. the. The Hobbit trilogy, trilogy. <laughs> uh, everybody's been waiting it's, it's for our unexpected From the journey of <laughs> <laughs> untraceable and fallen. Our yeah. unexpected journey into the Hobbit oeuvre. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't um, do Hoblet with less than three moves. So uh, everybody, uh, everybody, get look, right. uh, get our Instagram, our Twitters, uh, like all our posts and stuff. Keep, uh, give us, uh, keep, keep writing reviews writing and reviews. rating us on iTunes. It helps us somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, but apparently Five stars it helps. rate us, listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, you know, SoundCloud. If Are you, we gonna uh, get on, on Spotify? Spotify? That's your thing. We're gonna get on Spotify. We're gonna get all over the place. We're not there yet though. So. Um and buy some sh- buy some t-shirts. We got some cool t-shirts. Uh, you know, same as oh, we sold uh, sold uh, one. I sold four and a half Douglas uh, t-shirts to uh, our good friends. Right, they're cool looking shirts. <laughs> they're cool looking shirts. Uh, and that's it. That's it. Until then, the suspense is killing us. Bye, bye.